0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Welcome to Vigilante. Eighty. so don't you ask me. I'm hungry, my body's antsy. I ripped through your fucking pantry, peeling off like a zany. Examine my orchestra. Granny said when I'm old enough, I'll be all that I can be. You niggas, Marcus can be. Washed up. Pussy, fix your panties. I'm Mr. Marcus. You getting fucked, uh. You ain't heard nothing harder since Daddy came. Take it in vain. Vicodin's couldn't ease the pain. Lightning bolts hit your body. You thought it rained. Not a cloud of sight, just the shit that I write strong enough to stand in front of a traveling freight train. Is you train? Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, we're in the house on a Saturday morning, which means it's feedback time. Mm-hmm. So you guys should all know the drill because it's the same time, it's the same thing every time, right? Um, you can uh, go to the theblackouttips.com, vote in the polls, leave comments. Uh, we read all that stuff today. You can go on iTunes, leave us five-star reviews. Um, If we like them, we'll read those on the show as well. Let us know what country you're from. We'll look that up because it's it's by country code. Leave us five-star reviews on Stitcher. We read those. Uh, You can donate to the show, theblackouttips.com. Right there on the right-hand side, there's a donate feature. Uh, We read all the people that donate. No matter how much they donate, we give you all a shout-out. doesn't matter Mm -hmm. um, the amount. And um, what else can they do? Uh, Oh, and uh, you can leave voicemail, 704-557-0186 is the voicemail line. Uh, Feel free to leave voicemails throughout the week. And uh, if they're under three minutes, we play them on the show. If they're over three minutes, we may or may not play them, or if we're not feeling them, we'll just stop them in the middle.
0: Yeah, or if you don't stay on topic.
1: Yeah, or if you don't stay on topic, as Karen has uh, said, we'll definitely cut that bullshit out, too. Uh, the official weapon of the show is today's an unofficial sport It is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Well, man, let me rephrase that. Not that you don't stay on topic,
0: because you know people leave voicemail. they talk about various different things. Not that if you talk about shit that we hadn't talked about during the course of the
1: week. Yeah, keep it relevant to the show is what Karen's saying here, guys. And I think that's that's not a lot to ask. Mm-mm. Keep it relevant to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, let's first give a shout out. To all the people that uh, donated to the show this week, let me play my music for everybody. Um, Where's it at? There we go. I dedicate
2: this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you.
1: Today's a new day. That's right. We appreciate you guys donating this week. You looked out for the crew, and we want to definitely look out for you. Uh, Aaron C. He gave us a one-time donation. Thank you very much, Aaron. Mm -hmm. Michael F. Recurring donator. We appreciate you, Michael F. Micah T. Not Michael. Micah. M-I-C-A-H. Thank you very much for your recurring donation. Yes. Willie G. With the recurring donation. Taking those pimping profits and putting it into the church.
0: Yes. God bless
1: you and all your horse. Oh, Willie. Oh, Willie G. Yes. Wish them them good health so they keep making you money. Caesarea S. Thank you very much for your recurring donation, Caesarea. Mm -hmm. William H. with the one-time donation. Thank you very much. William H. Hollow. Calandra Coon leaves us this uh, message that says, love the show. It helps me get through the days I actually have to uh, stay in the office. Well, you know what? We all have to stay in the office sometimes. I appreciate you, you donating. We do. Thank you, sweetie. Um, uh, Gabriel L., thank you very much for your return donation, Gabriel. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, so just know on Walking Dead, we wonder what happened to you. Bear handle, you hid in the back of the church. Yeah, thanks, Gabriel. Linwood C., thank you very much for your Recurring donation, Linwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the official old black man name of the show. Right. You might be seven years old. I don't know. Cedric W. Thank you very much. Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, and it, it put it like this. And if you seven, baby, you need to ask your mama's permission before you listen to this show. I just want you to know that. With a name like Linwood, he ain't got to ask nobody for permission for anything. <laughs> right. Else. He came out grown. Uh, Sa- Chandra G. Yes, Chandra G. Yes, thank you. Tawana J. Recurring donation. Thank you very much. Yes. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Yoni or or Yon. Can't tell which one it is exactly, but yon A. Thank you very much for your recurring donation. I mean, for your one-time donation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Calvin N. We appreciate you, Calvin. I'm glad you're managing that McDonald's. I heard you think about opening up a new franchise uh, on, the, on the corner of the street. So, good luck. Good luck. We'll support you. Gerard L. Thank you very much for your recurring donation, Gerard. Terry W, recurring donator Man, you, a Terry. lot of people this week.
0: Right, a lot of first time people. Because I'm going, I ain't never heard some of these
1: names before. Damian Jackson, who, I, I am, am for real. real. Thank you for your recurring donation. Jason F, new new donor, I believe. Yes, the new members class is getting full. We might have to expand to the uh, and put it in two classes. Not we'll divide this up. Conrad gonna have to teach them up good. Right. But uh, that's everybody for the donations uh, Let the music play us out
3: You look
2: so much better when you Oh, oh, oh You look so much better when you Oh, oh, oh You look so much better when you
1: Oh, oh, oh You look so much better when you Oh, oh, oh You look so much better when you oh, okay, smile Almost
2: gave up Almost gave up I, up. I can't B-
1: explain
2: Ghost
0: power, y'all Fell
2: from heaven mm. like the Difficulty right now. Tears and stones. This is what I do. I smile. Whoa. Even though I hurt see I smile. Oh, feels good. I know God is working, so I smile. All things are working. Even though I've been in a while, Still. I smile. Smile. Hallelujah. It's so I to look up when you look down. I know it's hard right now. I hope sure hate to see
1: you again. Right. Now, all right, all right. Uh, now let's get to, uh, the people that left five star views on uh, iTunes. We had one person. I just randomly found this left us one from Canada. Cool. Um, oh wait, no, 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 mind. Just, oh, what am I talking about? Okay. Uh, will in Toronto. Did I read this day walking? You know, I don't remember since we started doing, no, it's not old. Yeah, it's only March. This is yesterday. Oh,
0: I'm about to, yeah, yes,
1: March is March. It says loving the Walking Dead reviews as usual. Kind of glad the reviews are on Wednesdays now because it's cool to look forward to the, at the end of the week. So I guess Justin getting his education on was a good thing for all of us. Peace, y'all. I guess it was a lot yeah. of people like it like it on Wednesdays. Yep. Uh, well, I know at the time we do it at like seven, so more people are able to right. probably make it right because right. they can get home. And- sit down and listen to it live as opposed to having to catch it on the on the uh iTunes true but uh yeah man um you know we love doing Walking Dead reviews and
2: we do uh,
0: I'm
1: glad that people are enjoying them
0: yes we had a good time with Fonte this week that was very fun
1: yeah Fonte was you know as always excellent guest uh let's see then we got um some reviews from last week um K Woods, 89, says, Karen and Rod, love it. Five stars. I started listening to podcasts really heavy last summer, working third shift and having a family. I listened in the morning on iTunes. Your show keeps me laughing and engaged. Every episode reminds me of family playing spades, talking trash. Keep up the great work and continue touching topics the mainstream won't touch. Much success and God bless. Thank you very much, Kay Woods. Thank you, sweetie. Yee Simplify says, Uh, overall appreciation, five stars. Gracias por tu show. Me ayudaste a pasar el tiempo. Me traes What? Trajbajaba.
0: I don't know. You might have to Google the English to to translate that. Yeah, I can't copy and paste from iTunes, so I don't know. Okay. Um, (laughs) so we hope it's good, but if it's not, you gave us five stars, so
1: we'll, we'll take that. Late to the game, Ravenous Raven says... Uh, of course, five stars. I just recently came across this podcast. I've heard good things about it from a lot of podcasts I listen to. Whiskey Wine and Moonshine, What's the Tea, Breakfast for Dinner, The Read, etc. The Read? What? Um, I know, right? Where have I been? Yeah. <laughs> but I kept putting it off my my entire life is consumed by podcasts. That was my mistake because Karen and Rod are really cool, smart, and funny. Also, I appreciate the fact that their episodes are incredibly long because I listen to it while I detangle, wash, and braid my hair. It take it make it makes wash day much less de- de- depressing and dreadful. Love them, love the pod. Aww. Oh, oh, that we can help you get through wash wash and press day. Mm-hmm. That's cool. She just said wash day. She said press. What's you talking about press? I don't
2: know. You she bra- She
1: de- de- she washes. She washes detangles and braids it. Oh well, then yeah, you you got a long time. I, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry about press. I mean just 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 washing braid day. Uh, love this podcast. Ways to donate. Listening while driving to work, right? I used to listen to this every single day, but my schedule got a bit busier. Please believe that I make time for day walking, though. I'll even turn off the TV and skip out on soccer games for it. Best thing on the show so far. Justin cracks me the hell up. Kind of strange, though. I finally went to the website to donate earlier. He doesn't look like what you think he would. Still my dude, though. P.S. P.S., you guys should do that deal with Amazon where you get a kickback from our purchases. As long, as long as you allow a link to Amazon on your site. All the other podcasts do it, and you will get so much extra cash every month. Just saying, I'm sure people would love to help out more, and that requires almost zero effort. They walk in forever. Um, honestly, thank man, you, so sweetie. many people do the Amazon thing. Yeah, thank you. Yep, you're right. My bad, Karen. Thank you. Um, uh, I, yeah, so many people do the... Uh, so many people do the iPod. I mean, do the Amazon thing. I don't want to just be another podcast that does it. And some of our friends do it and shit. Yeah, we don't want to so. cut
0: into, you know what I mean, their, their money that they're making off of that also.
1: Whatever happened to Food Stamp B star star, bitches? Well, we did. We read Food Stamp Bitches. bitches. I think you're thinking about, uh, you got me fucked up. Yeah, you which got. I need to read. And I'm going to read it as soon as Karen watches Empire. Yep, that was the deal. And she hasn't watched any of it, guys. I almost finished the first episode. Mm hmm. Pharmatist says, This is hands down my favorite podcast. Ryan and Karen are my family in my head, and their relationship is an inspiration to me. They are a great team. I enjoy and look forward to their free shows Sunday through Wednesday. When my fix couldn't be satisfied with free shows, I gladly became a premium member while I was able to enjoy my second favorite show, Balls Deep Sports, wherein Justin adds a flare of ratchet pleasantries. Ha <laughs> ha! I appreciate the time they take to produce long podcast episodes as they get me through my work nights and during errands. But for for my safety and my safety of others, I try to avoid listening to them at the gym, especially while on the treadmill. I highly recommend listening to this podcast. Keep up the great work, Rod and Karen. I I will continue to be an avid listener. Thank you, Pharmacist. Thank you mrs tcc says hilarious podcast five stars this podcast makes my work day go by faster i'm laughing all day and in a great mood after tuning in rob and karen are insanely funny keep the eps coming
0: thank you sweetie
1: always a good episode from love my iphone 4 i started listening last year to of one of my friends mainly on long runs because the episodes are the perfect length and so entertaining i recently introduced my husband to the show and he loves it we binge listening to Carl Daisy spin together without the kids. Uh, three exclamation points. The show has everything. It's funny and opinionated and makes no apologies for it. Hey, you know what i say. I do what I want to say what I want with no apologies. Uh, Rod and Karen have great chemistry and Karen's laugh is infectious. <laughs> Not to mention all the great podcasts I've been put on to since listening. Keep the episodes coming, guys. It's great.
4: You're yeah, very,
0: very welcome, and we constantly, we have a long list of, of people that we want to bring back, and new people that we uh, plan on reaching out to, and a lot of us, like, because we listen to so many podcasts, we can't get around to everybody, so some people Roger needs to listen to, and... And I've approved and probably some people that he's heard that I've never heard of. So, yeah, our, our goal is to introduce you guys to as many different podcasts as possible to let you guys know that
1: there's a variety of podcasts out there that you might love outside of us. Boba Fettuccini says best podcast ever. Five stars. I was walking down the street and listening to your show, and unbeknownst to me, my laughter actually prevented me from being stopped by the police. Because even though I'm a big black man, they figured anyone, even a large darkie who giggles like a Japanese school
2: <laughs>
1: who g- giggles like a Japanese schoolgirl, cannot be a threat. Last night, your podcast saved my life. hashtag Black Lives Matter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh God, it's, it's time to beat this nigga up. <laughs> oh, never mind. Let him go. Uh, he looks too happy. Yeah. Rod and Karen rock five stars by P-S-T-R-Y-C-H-X-M-A. Pastry Chicks Ma? I don't know. Mm. Um, Their content and perspective on current events are thought-provoking and often laugh out loud hilarious. Ball Alert is the best addition to their regular segments. Just listen to Rod. Read the comments. Um. <laughs> also like that even though i am often late to listen to the episodes they include feedback from the chat room during the show so i feel like i'm still in on the ratchet tree and shenanigans thanks for all that you do and i'll eventually catch up to listen live one of these days uh well thank you for listening and uh you know whether you catch up or not we appreciate that divided p says fun beyond funny five stars Rider karen are amazing i love all the content every episode keeps me engaged and waiting on the next thanks to rod Pete. thank you sweetie all oh, these reviews man this is so good last yeah. week we didn't really get none i was like oh these niggas hate us now
0: no it's not that I, a lot of times i think uh for sometimes they're like hey they ain't get the reviews this week i'll leave one so i thank you for everybody's making them for last week
1: mm-hmm. delta girl 29 says welcome to the club queen karen five stars hey I love, love, love TBGWT. The synergy between Rod and Karen is truly authentic. And can I just say, Karen's laugh is so infectious. (laughs) I really enjoyed your episode talking about Karen's big chop. Welcome to the club, girl. You look so beautiful. Oh, sorry. Like everything's an empire song for me. I'm about to say, hey, go ahead. I don't care who knows. Go up down, up down, up down. Up down, up down, up down. Up, down. Shake it fast. <laughs> Shake it fast, looking like a bag of money. Karen, you need to get in on this. You can't truly enjoy these jokes.
0: Okay, I'm okay. Alright. I'm gonna sit down and binge watch. I I that's my goal over the weekend.
1: This is the kind of song make a woman love a man, Karen, okay? So I'm saying. <laughs> um anyway but you always did anyway it is only enhanced exponentially and may you truly enjoy your natural hair journey i just want to add that i love the love between rod and karen it is bonafide and the real deal and it just shines through everything the two of you do together keep up the good work you too we shall delta girl 29 we yes, shall thank you great daily podcast by article ice oh six wait no arctic ice oh six I first heard y'all on Project Fandom on the Walking Dead podcast and decided to check y'all out. Oh, that's Karen then, because I've never been on Walking Dead. I've Woo-hoo! only done
0: Scandal. That's me, baby. I Yes, I love doing that with them. I do that with them, and periodically I come on and... Um, the Strain. The Strain, it's about time for that to start up, so I always have a good time with uh, Nina and John. They, they, that's a fun crew.
1: Yeah, I love them. Uh, this podcast is hilarious it makes my work day go by fast and me and my wife stop down for group of tales you guys are cutting into my football podcast but they will be just have to fall back great show guys hashtag Bullet ball extreme yes hey man look football season is off right now all right you know what i'm saying take your time it's, it'll be back in a few months <laughs> enjoy these shows right uh episode 899 crispy Clean, crispy cream club five stars by csd 8204 good episode as always i'm entertained when karen speaks on women's issues i didn't have to grow up seeing the hair thing played out at home because all my sisters had long hair but i saw it still i learned i only scraped the tip of the iceberg regarding the in, ir, irras- irrational importance placed on hair glad to hear amber is getting it in again and is still doing her thing <laughs> monique yeah, Monique. Haven't these people learned anything from Brian Williams, Bill O'Reilly, or the countless others caught lie? I mean, exaggerating. Good to know the ratchetivity is still alive and well. For our entertainment. We ain't heard the last of this back and forth. But as my mother used to say to us when we got in trouble, "Well, somebody lied," and I know that much.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, everybody. We thank you for all the five-star reviews. You guys definitely made up for last week, so Mm -hmm. we want to tell everybody thank you. And for those of you that are listening and you've been a fan for years or you just became a fan or you found us through Stitcher, iTunes, however, let us know that you're out there and leave us a five-star review, and we will read it as long as it's five stars, too. Actually, to leave us a five-star review, go to any Apple device, and type in the black guy who tips and up in the left top hand corner, you see stars and this is a writer review. Click on that and write us a five star review. If you do not have an Apple, um, account, just go to apple, uh, dot com and create an account and leave us a five star review. Not only leave us a five star review, leave any other podcast that you like and love and enjoy a five star review while you're in there too, because this matters. And this is one way you guys can show support to us and to other podcasts that's absolutely positively free to you we thank you everybody that has left us a five star view and the people that will
1: leave us a five star view in the future thank you so much guys exactly y'all looking like a bag of money to us yes Uh latina girl grl says five stars four days ago on our stitcher i love it this show makes my day uh, at work fly by i am an accountant and it can get very boring oh i know i used to do some accounting work too and it can get boring <laughs> You guys make me laugh. People at work probably think I'm insane because I stay laughing at my desk. Girl, just say you laughing at them numbers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That don't make no sense. What
1: you laughing at? Man, these payables. Right. They tripping if they think we're going to make this this budget. Right. And
0: they tripping if they think we're going to pay this much, depending on what side of the account you own.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And also, before we move on, I want to tell everybody, if you want to leave us a review through Stitcher is another way you can leave us a review. This absolutely positively free we know that some people don't have the money some people are between jobs unemployed whatever it may be uh to leave us a review on stitcher actually go to stitcher.com i know if you have an ios device it allows you to leave a review directly per episode but those don't actually go to our page so actually go to stitcher.com type in the black guy who tips and leave us a review straight through uh the page that way we can get it and if you left one and we didn't read it sometimes stitch is very slow just that y'all know about posting things and so sometimes we don't always get it in the timely manner in which it posts. And also, if you left a five star review on iTunes, but you haven't left one on Stitcher, mosey on over to Stitch and leave us one over there too. Because it's the same way, it helps us in the rankings. It helps people know us. It helps uh, us get linked up with other podcasts, so we can continue to help, and so you can continue to help spread the word about our podcast and other podcasts that you like. Thank you,
1: everybody. Exactly, man. We appreciate that. Y'all go over there, and drop us a drip, 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 and drop us a
2: <laughs> five star review.
1: Um, comments on the website, 897 back to Africa. Uh, this is our feedback show. Sugar Bay writes in, I'm torn on the Monique issue. On one hand, we know that in order to get ahead in most jobs, you need to play some kind of politics to be seen as a team player or leader. You've got to attend the company outings once in a while and participate. People want to feel like you're engaged. I'm not saying it's right, but we've all had those shitty jobs, uh, job reviews where they rank how agreeable you are and how you get along with others. On the other hand, she's definitely paying the price for being too black, quote unquote. She's paying the price for being too outspoken about black self-love and black empowerment. It breaks my heart that we aren't allowed to have pride in ourselves before white folks see it as uh, threatening or arrogant. Lee Daniels threw Monique under a tractor trailer and then proceeded to land a plane on her. Don't call yourself my fucking friend and then go on national television and say that shit. And yes, I know Monique wrote an essay and quoted him, but there were better ways to respond to that. There seems to be a good deal of resentment between those two, and he went on Don Lemon's show. I feel betrayed, and I'm not Monique. That's an assholeish move. Sounds like he and Monique are actually pissed at each other, and both took the gloves off. I wish Monique well. We're all trying to strive and thrive in a world designed to beat us into submission. Mm. I'm gonna be real with you, sugar babe. I I, I can't really. Uh, by the way, I I do not feel. Uh, I feel one hundred percent. Um, what do you call it, uh, paternalistic, or like what you call somebody sugar babe? Like I'm, I'm like I don't call anybody stuff like like. All right. Listen, listen, sweet tits. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's her screen name, anyway. But um, yeah, sugar babe. I feel like um, uh, you you hit the nail on the head. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a complicated situation, but that's about the best way I can sum it up. Is it just completely feels icky. And I I and I and from from Lee Daniels' perspective, I would say I can kinda understand why he feels betrayed because at the time he was like an Oscar is the big thing for me. And it's a big thing for everyone involved with this film. Correct. And you seem to be the most likely person to be to achieve that level. So we need you on board, selling yourself because you'll really be selling all of us.
0: Yeah, you're selling the whole brand.
1: Yeah, and because Monique was like, "I don't believe in that." He, I feel like he's he had an issue with it because it's like, well, you're not a team player. Yeah, right? but I, you would like to think that after Lee Daniels has been nominated and had major success, that he would move on from that. Like, correct. And- I'm done with it. I'm successful. Like. It was a, a disagreement, but who gives a fuck now? But it seems like he's still low-key holding on to it while trying to pretend that that he's not. Right, and it sounds like... and Because what's, what's weird about the whole
0: situation, everybody's like, I'm not mad, but fuck this nigga. I'm not mad, but fuck this bitch. I'm not mad, y'all. I'm not mad, y'all. I'm not mad, y'all. But y'all sticking middle fingers up at each other with your comments and your slanderous, you know, posts back and forth and going on these shows and making these outlets like... Instead of like people say, instead of picking up a phone call, I guarantee you, y'all got each other's phone numbers. Instead of picking up a phone call and hashing it out, you kind of hashing it out in public. Right. But yet yeah, everybody says, hey, yeah, nobody has a problem and everybody quote unquote uh, respects the other person. I don't, these comments and the way y'all going back and forth, it, no, it shows y'all have issues.
1: Yeah. They talk like people that haven't talked to each other, even though they say, you know, no, 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 we're friends and everything's great nothing to see here right it's like yeah but you don't sound like that right you sound kind of hurt even though you say you're not hurt the poll for this episode was does it even matter what this poll is about yes no i'll write in my answer below yes 56 percent of people said it does matter what the poll is about 40 percent said no it doesn't really matter what the poll is about and i'll write in my answer below four percent of people said they write their answer below The KC Stork says, I voted yes, but really don't give a shit as long as Rod promises to take a deep sigh after reading this. I do like the polls
2: sometimes.
1: (laughs) Cabadonna says, the Seinfeld poll, a poll literally about nothing. Well, we've fallen into the abyss. First, you were trolled out of the five-star rule, and now this. It's official. We've broken Rod. Karen, hug this man extra hard. He needs it. Look, man, y'all be writing responses that I have shit to do with the poll, so I figured, why not just give y'all a chance to essay about whatever the fuck y'all wanted? Now, Mike in London says no because I'm always a couple of weeks behind, so I'm always answering the poll before I've heard the episode. You son of a bitch, Mike! So I often have no idea what the poll is actually about. That's my life, Mike. That's irresponsible as shit, dog. Stop voting <laughs> in the poll. You fucking up my science. Damn. Say, so listen to it first. Let's do it first, man. You don't take a fucking geometry test and then be like, oh, I can't wait till we have this lesson in the chapter. You do the work first. <laughs> you can always go and vote in the polls retroactively, Mike. <laughs> yeah,
0: you won't lose points. I promise you won't lose points. We don't get mad.
1: Yeah. Stop being a dick, man. Now I'm going to have to disregard your opinion when I see it and shit and assume you don't listen to the episodes. <sighs> see what I'm saying? It's y'all's fault. It ain't me. No. Sugar babe just puts buzz, 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 which I'm assuming is. I'm assuming that's what she means.
0: Yeah. Uh, apparently, our site won't let you leave the B emoticons. I guess not. Because <laughs> that's probably
1: what
3: she would have left.
1: Uh, we had episode 898, The Big Chop. Uh, we had some some comments on this one. This one when Karen cut her hair and mm-hmm. talked about that. And Amber P was on the show. She was fine. From Black, Sexy, Geeky, and Mental. And, uh, you know, it was a great episode. I Man, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Amber being on. You know, so it was cool. It's been a while since we caught up with her.
2: Yeah.
1: Jim says congrats on the big chop care you look great and i hope you enjoy the natural hair journey make sure you post pics of you rocking those big earrings also rod i think it's really great that you are so supportive of karen's decision and going with her to get her new accessories to set off her new look that support is so critical and it's great that you both can be on the journey together i love black love thanks jim
0: thank you sweetie that that means a lot yes i got yeah i got earrings like chandeliers
1: like <laughs> <laughs> i love them though uh prince lauren says i watched this recast for the episode and knew something was different about Karen from the beginning i didn't notice her hair because she usually has it pulled back for the headphones mm-hmm. uh however i did notice that her lipstick and makeup was on motherfucking fleek <laughs> keep stunting on them boo <laughs> Rod hit the nail on the head discussing dudes' ownership of their woman's appearance. It reminds me of the Cindy Crawford untouched pics that were released a few weeks ago. It turned out the pics were photoshopped to make her look worse than she actually does. Cindy took that as an opportunity to promote a positive body image, but her husband was not having it. He put a picture of Cindy on Instagram to make sure everyone knew his wife still looks like a supermodel. He couldn't let the story slide because he was so worried about what her perceived image would say about him. Wow.
0: I believe that because uh, I just keep it real. A lot of men are very, very, very petty when it comes to their women and they feel like you need to be clean at all times. You need to be presentable at all times. And a lot of this go to why did you, did you marry your wife? Because you loved her and you loved her as she was. Or it's one of those things where, like you say, we're considered property, you're, you're concerned more concerned about what other people say about her mm-hmm. than how you feel about her. Which is two different things right there. Yeah. You know, and and to me, that's very, very, very sad. And a lot of that goes to ownership. And like I said, you don't have sex with her. with, with, with her hair, you know, is, is, I don't know. I, I'm just baffled a lot of times because it's funny though, because when you talk to a lot of men, they'll say that shit don't matter, but it does matter because you do shit like this.
1: Yeah, and so he took another picture of her, um, which was her out at the side of a, like a pool. And she like a normal woman. Um, laying down. Well, no, she still looks like a supermodel. I right. mean, right. I don't think, um, I don't think it'll let me link to the picture necessarily. Let me see. Uh, what are my options here?
0: Okay, so this is the one that was photo, quote unquote, Photoshopped, they said.
1: Yeah, it won't let me. Oh, wait, let me see. I don't think it'll show. It won't show you guys this picture. I don't think in the chat room. But if you click on the link, you can see it. He put this picture on his Instagram basically to say, no, 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 guys. this That, that Photoshop picture made her look worse than she really is. She's still fine. So even though she was trying to prove a point, he had to prove his point, which is my wife's still bad. Don't don't be thinking she don't look good, guys. Don't think she she doesn't she has an age. She does. She still looks way better than, than anybody else at this age. And I'm sorry for. And I this might be me, and I might be
0: wrong by saying this, but men think like that. You're very shallow. And as much as men claim that women are shallow and women are into image and women care, some of you guys give more of a fuck than women do about their images. So yeah, you guys care too yeah so and like I said I think the biggest problem I have is funny how you know a lot of dudes are very hard on that that you know that shit is gay but why are you concerned about how other men feel about your goddamn woman
1: yeah Um, yeah, that's, I don't know, man, that's, that's unfortunate. Cause I I do think a lot of men do put a lot of stock in how people feel about their woman. Right. And you know, if, if, if for any reason people don't like what, how your woman looks or dresses or does something, it's like, well, that's a reflection on me. So, you know, I have to address it.
0: Right. And, and I know people joke about that trophy wife shit, but that shit is real. Like it's people out there. They literally, they marry a woman to be a trophy wife. Like, literally, you have to keep a certain image, keep a certain look, keep a certain weight, be a certain way. Like, I married you for this reason only. And that's sad because, not, not to say that there's, there can't be love there and in and, and some instances there really is love there and that might just be that woman and her personality. Yeah. But for a lot of times, it's not. It's, hey, I, I can't take, you know, you out unless you fit this stereotype or fit this image and shit like that. And, that, and that's very very sad
1: yep um but yeah it just let her you know i mean and she was trying to make a point which is even worse because mm-hmm. you know what i mean she was making the exact opposite point about hey i'm it's more than just our bodies and it's okay to age and blah and then this dude's like no fuck that shit people right walking around here thinking my wife ugly
0: All right what the fuck is wrong with you and and, and then you have um people like madonna going around here showing pics of herself and stuff like that. And it's one of those things where she's almost doing the opposite. She don't want to accept that she's getting old. So people are like, um, but you old, like we're not clowning you. Cause you old. We're clowning you. Cause you, you, you dancing in here like you 15 and people go, no, 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 no. You know, you look crazy.
1: Yep. So, um, we also had Teresa right in. I just wanted to tell Karen that I love her new hair. I cannot think of a more adult description, but the photos you all posted, you look absolutely adorable. You must be having so much fun accessorizing with new earrings, et cetera. Damn. My mom has not gone natural in many years. She had an afro when I was really little, then went to a jerry curl, natural, and now relaxes. Upkeep seemed more simple, but what do I know? I just have really curly hair, type 3B. Oh, there's types of this shit? Mm-hmm. Okay unfortunately for most women anyway many men don't have rods and my husband's attitude about hair which is silly get it together fellas yeah man i don't yeah i think i'm gonna stop trying to say that uh it doesn't seem like a big deal to me but it doesn't and i I know it's sounding repetitive but i don't really see why people get so much up in arms about that shit
0: right and there's one thing that i do love so much about you because, you know, um one thing about it is that for a lot of men, you know, that when I get my hair done like this, this is, well, well men and women are completely different. A lot of men, uh like you say, if they get that number one that number one cut, that's how they've been doing fifty five years and fuck it they ain't gonna change. Women are completely different. I might want it long tomorrow. I might want it short the next week. I might want it pressed and curved. I might feel like a weed the next day. Fuck it. I do not know how I feel. I, I, it's like, however I feel is whatever I go with. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, and you know what? And maybe this is just men. I'm going to keep it real. A lot of dudes end up talking them, talking themselves out of pussy because you're concerned about superficial shit. Like, like she would fuck you, but you're too concerned about her hair. You know she would fuck you, but you too concerned about superficial shit that don't matter. Why the fuck does it matter? You know your wife loves you. She comes in with a haircut off. You get a goddamn attitude. Guess what? You ain't getting that, that motherfucking blow job. You know it's it's like it's like you talk your way out of it. And at the end of the day, the happier your wife is, the more she will fuck you. The happier your girlfriend is, the more pussy you get. The more blow jobs you get. The more the more she might want to bang you in the car the next time. You don't know what kind of surprise she might have in store for you. But you fucking talk your way out of it because you're concerned about superficial bullshit
1: yeah but i mean even even that's superficial like i don't do it because i'm like i'm gonna get so much pussy because i didn't say shit no and i'm like i don't even want people like because i used to kind of think like that too as far as like man these dudes are so stupid they talk themselves out of what blah blah. but like honestly good good i'm glad you do let people know what kind of ignorance is in your heart so that they can make informed decisions to not deal with your ass like right we don't need y'all in the gene pool anyway so you know at least let somebody have their eyes open and be like yo this dude makes me feel like shit about you know my appearance and and how i behave and how i dress and i don't want to be with somebody like that you know there's nothing better than than people you know hanging themselves with their own rope like that
0: Right, and, and it's funny, though, how society always want <clears throat> a woman to compromise for her man, but it's never a man compromising for his woman. It's always, she got to give up how she looks, she got to give up how she feels, she got to give up everything about herself, she got to strip herself of her identity, and, and everything has to be fucking pre-approved to a goddamn husband, like she was not an individual person before she met your ass.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and it definitely doesn't go the other way around, you know, like, Men don't necessarily feel all this pressure to look good for their woman, like right. There, you know, there's like there's not a there's like I grew a beard. I I get asked stuff like, man, how'd you grow that beard? Or, man, I wish I could grow my beard like you, man. I got beard envy. What I've never been asked is, what does your wife think about your beard? Because nobody I mean, gives a
0: fuck. Because it doesn't matter. Is she what gonna, I think. Is she
1: gonna be okay with that? Um, like, so I I don't think that you know that necessarily flows. Flows both ways. Oh, hold on. Let me get uh wavy calm up out of here. He uh, he wanna go. All right, man, you have a good one, bro. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think a lot of people feel like, you know, they need to, you know, uh regulate the looks of the person like they're their right. child or something. But you're not my child, you know. I, I I do agree that there's a certain level, like when you have a kid or something where you're like, All right. You can't wear rain boots to a funeral. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna need <laughs> I'm gonna need you to put some church shoes on. Yeah, no flip flops in the snow. Whatever the fuck it is, you know what I mean? I can get that,
0: right? Because you know it's kind of, kind of kind of a little bit of consequences behind that. Yeah,
1: yeah. But you know, if if we're just gonna be like, I need you to have uh, whatever the fuck. Like, hey, I I, I want you to have. Uh, you know, you you want to cut your hair short? I'm not gonna stand in the way of some shit like that because end of the day it doesn't really matter man no. I, I feel like I, everyone has their lines it's just it's not one of mine so all
0: right. and then like i said and that's one thing i can say i look because i that was, oh, we'll talk about it later on but yeah it's just the responses and things like that but we'll talk about once we get to the end of this uh all the feedback go ahead not defeat Not all the feedback, the feedback about this but go ahead
1: karen's haircut is so fly says natasha p thank you you do have the perfect head shape the rocket sharp twa that's teeny afro uh-huh mm-hmm i'd like to give you some of my favorite natural hair related products if that's okay okay uh hey man the address the slash about it's in the about section mail that shit on man we'll definitely take a look at it man uh sugar Bay says congrats on the new dude karen bella i can't wait to see i can't wait to get glimpses of your new hair journey do keep us posted when you can and if you want to Rod, kudos for being a supportive husband. I know you're surprised by all the accolades you're getting as a result of this, but trust us, it's rare that men support women cutting all their hair off. Much love to you both. I'm taking y'all's word for it.
0: It is. Like like it it cause Roderick is just himself and Roderick has never really cared. Uh but a lot of dudes do. You know, as much as dudes try to pretend to act like they don't care, a lot of dudes do. And you do have a lot of dudes that have the same attitude as Roderick. But apparently, it's rare because most women are like,
1: Can he "Let you cut your hair?" It's like, "Motherfucker, I'm not his kid. I'm grown." Mm. Um, Will in Toronto says, "About to go leave a couple bees on these that jackass's Instagram right and damn now." <laughs> Bzzz. Yeah, the bees is fun, man. I've been leaving bees on at people's Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. I you. Friends, foes alike. Y'all can catch these bees. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> should encourage, uh, should encouraging someone to commit suicide be a crime? We talked about a story where a girl was acu- uh, accused of a charged with a crime because mm-hmm. her friend was going to kill himself. He was in a car with, I guess, a hose going into it for carbon monoxide from the tailpipe, killing himself. And he got out the car. He texted her. And then she told him, get back in the car. So then she got charged with a crime. So should encourage someone to commit suicide be a crime? Yes. 42% of people say yes. Got to take away a couple percent because I'm sure Mike voted and his ass didn't even know what we're talking about. Uh, (laughs) 40% said yes, but not if they have a terminal illness. So like if you have something where you're going to die anyway and I say I support you killing yourself, uh, I encourage you to do it. Then that's that's not a crime. If you want to do that. And uh, no, it should not be a crime. 18% of people think it shouldn't be a crime. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know where I stand on this one. I thought about it long and hard, and I still don't know where I stand. Cause like, in a way, I'm like, why should it be a crime? It's ultimately that person has to make the decision. But then I feel like there's got to be a slippery slope in there somewhere where people do shit like go on the internet and go just kill yourself. And then it's like Jesus Christ. Obviously, I don't support that, you know. But at the I don't know. Yeah, I don't but, know. I still I, don't know where to stand. Dog. It's complicated. Uh, it is very
0: complicated, but but, but for, for my for my thing, this particular situation, yeah, she should be charged with the crime. I think she should be because not at any time he was showing distress. He was showing that he was mentally dealing with something and not any time that you call the authorities or inform anybody and you don't want situations where people just purposely go and, and just talk people into killing themselves. You want people to be held accountable. Right. Like in my opinion, you want people to be held accountable. You know, and this is what wasn't, he wasn't I, sick. He wasn't he wasn't
1: like on his last last will and death, anything like that. So but I, how is what am I being accountable for? I didn't make him do it.
0: No, you didn't. But not at any time that you actually assist and get him help.
1: Right. And I guess my question is, why should that be on me? Why should that burden be on anybody to get somebody else help? If they determine to kill themselves, they're going to do it. That's true, too. You know, it's like if I saw you about to jump off a bridge and I just drove by, like, or if I just said, jump if you're gonna jump, damn. Should I get charged with a crime? Like I said, I'm I'm just, I don't know. To me, it just feels like this really gray area where I'm like, the whole situation is fucked up. I can't imagine myself saying or doing some shit like that. Right. But I also can't imagine no and,
0: and and I guess I, I guess in my mind, I completely disagree with you because with, well in, in this in in this instance this like I said it's not like he was sick and dying. this was somebody who was obviously going through something and that's the case, why do we have these services that help people? These services are here for a reason, but those services and are trained like right 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 mm-hmm. that's my point they're trained you She was not trained she was not the person talking to her, to him was not trained but so, that was his
1: friend that's who he
0: texted right, but at any time. My my problem is, at any time, for the care of your friend, did it, you didn't have any concern in your heart to contact anybody. And there's assholes, and there's yeah, people I that just like, don't care. So people I, need to be held accountable.
1: I feel like she's a bad, I feel like what she did was fucked up. Right. I don't know that it's a crime. I don't know that we should legislate this as a crime. I don't know that that, that, that I mean, maybe the precedent has already been set. It just feels like it's so fucked up. And I do think it's fucked up and I don't agree with it, but like, should she do a year in prison? Should she get, um, should she get, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, is this basically like assisted homicide or, uh, accessory to, to homicide? Like what?
0: Now, now, now that part I don't know. Like, like honestly, that's something that the courts would have to set a president in. But I do like think there's it, some type of a punishment. I don't. This cannot go unpunished in so my mind. So
1: what? about like if a song had like like Eminem when he would but, rap and be like, "Kill yourself." But see, that's completely different. Eminem is not directly
0: talking to this person. This 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 person didn't text Eminem and be like, "Hey, Eminem, I'm about to fucking kill." No, it's not the same. This is somebody that she had a relationship with. That she called and she said, "Hey." The no, pro- he texted her, I mean, I mean, and then she texted it back. Right, get back in the car. Right, and, and 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 that's the thing, you know. When people, when you start talking about that, no, I, uh, music is irrelevant to this particular conversation. This this is a one person talk to a texting another person, and 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 doing someone in the conversation. Nothing flagged that something might be wrong. Nothing flagged where you would say, "Hey, dog, I need to get you help." Something, you know, what I mean, like, like, it was just disregard for life. In my, uh, maybe I'm, I'm looking at it from, it was just disregard of life. You know, like I said, yes, if somebody is coming to take their life, there is absolutely positively nothing that you could do. Please don't get me wrong about that. But at the same time, you do have people that are professionally trained that could help this person. This is not somebody coming and saying, hey, you know, I'm on my dying bed or anything like that. And, and, and I guess in, in my mind, because there's too many, Evil people out there in the world. There needs to be accountability. there need. They gotta be. There, there, to me, you can't. You can't just have people doing this, disregarding, ignoring people, having people dead on the side of the road because nobody wanted. Nobody had the heart to contact to call somebody. But I hate this person. I think my problem is that not at any time did, she, did did she inform or tell anybody that he might need help. And that's the problem. If she would have did that, I'm like, okay, yeah, you were asshole, but at least you got him help. And he still died? Okay, there's nothing you can do about that.
1: All right, I'll read some of the comments. I don't, like I said, I don't feel that strongly one way or the other. LaShonda says, that little girl was evil. I'm glad she's been charged. Maybe he might have killed himself anyway, but her encouraging him to continue in the act has to be answered to. I'm not removing his responsibility in the act. Mm -mm. He made a choice. but But had she kept her mouth shut or reached out to someone to help him, he might still be here. Capodonna says, assisted suicide for the terminally ill is a gray area for me. My religious upbringing says suicide is wrong because you're ultimately playing God, but it also drives me to want to alleviate pain, having seen the suffering of the terminally ill. I can understand if they want to just hurry it up already. Fortunately, there's no theological quagmire for this teen- teenager in the Guess the Race story. That kid, that little kid is pure evil tormenting another kid to the point of suicide for entertainment. Well, I don't think she tormented him. It wasn't like a bullied situation. They were friends, you know? And I guess in my mind, maybe I'm adding a bunch of shit. Cause I just feel like they probably talked about this before. He probably said something he wanted to do. Maybe she was being supportive. She, in her mind, I'm being supportive. He wants to end his life and I'm not here to tell him he can't and blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's what she was doing. And she still, a teenager and that's just not a good age to be making a lot of decisions and shit. Correct. Like, I don't know. I guess I just feel like I don't know. It I don't, feels like I, it's I gonna come my... down all on her. Like you killed your friend.
0: No, I I don't believe that she killed him. I, that, that, I'm not saying that. Yeah. And and I think for for me, I I
1: hope. But we got two people saying she's evil, pure evil. The first two responses. They, they don't. There's no sympathy towards her. It's she fucking. Might as well have pulled the trigger. You know what I'm saying? I guess maybe that's the distinction. I feel like there might be some responsibility in there, but I don't know Correct. how. You, I don't know how you legislate it legally. And, I don't know what what you do with this. Like, right. and we, What and What do you charge her with? How much time does she get? What?
0: And and that's what we're agreeing on. We we I, I don't think it should be unpunished. And that's my thing. No, I don't think that. Uh, her goal was for him to die, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think her whole purpose excuse me, was for that but 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 when they have a have a track record of you communicating extensively with him,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and not at any point in time did you inform anybody and i'm not trying funny i hope i have friends that care more about me than than the than, then and, and would actually call <coughs> and get me some help maybe that maybe the way i look at it, like if that was me i would want somebody to hey dial 911 call contact somebody like maybe that's just me i wouldn't want you to to do that because i might kill myself too
1: yes it's involuntary voluntary manslaughter is what she's been charged with um Because he was trying to kill himself in the car. And, you know, everybody's like, if she really loved him, why didn't she, you know, say or do something more than what she did? But, like I said, at that age, I can see you believing that love is supporting that person. You know, like, no, no, no. He wants to do this. We're, you know, there's people that make suicide pacts. You know, that's true. I don't know, man. She just seemed kind of complicated. Um, you
0: know, yeah, and like I said, and I, and I guess everybody
1: feels differently. I, I I like I said, I just no, I well no, I don't feel differently on the fact that I think what she did was fucked up, right? And this, and I, guess, I don't know that it's a crime, is what I'm saying. I think it's like her lawyer says she did not know what to do when she heard that he wanted to kill himself. This is a tragedy, but it's not a crime. Um, um. So, you know, I I don't know. But then my thing is, where's the accountability? Like, and here's what she said. After Carter wrote to a friend about her exchanges with Conrad, she's saying he was scared and didn't want to abandon his family. She said his death was my fault. He got out of the car, told him to get back in because I knew he would do it all over again the next day. So, you know, like I said, I don't feel like what she's saying is, Oh, you fat piece of shit! Kill yourself! I hate you, you no. pathetic. I feel like she thinks she's helping him. Like you're in pain, you're suicidal. You, you're gonna take your life no matter what. Just do it is, then. Is, if that's what you're gonna do, then just do it.
0: Is this a comment? Is this
1: something that they have done before? Like, like sounds like it. I mean, it sounds like this wasn't a thing. This wasn't new to her. You know what true. I mean? she and now and like you said people do have training and shit she don't got that training correct you know she's not a suicide prevention person and Mm -mm. i think a lot of times people look it's like well i reached out to the people i love and not everybody knows how to handle this shit and especially at this age and uh, this is right because he struggled with depression and had tried in the past to kill himself that's what they're saying so you know I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't feel as strongly about her needing to go to jail as everybody else. No,
0: like, and, and my thing is, like, I don't know. And I wouldn't even say jail time, but I don't, I don't know. It's, like, some accountability.
1: I mean, she going to feel accountable for this for the rest of her life. That's true. It's not like she brushed this off, like, fuck him. I'm glad he did. Like, she's, like, it was a burden on everybody, and I do not know what to do. I just know he was determined to do it. So, you know, at some point it's just like, I guess just do it. Well, I can't stop you. That's true. And, uh, and, and, you know, you can't just keep calling me and texting me and fucking putting the burden on me as like the the untrained person that you can do this with, you know? I I don't know. I, I don't even like, I think one of the things that we've gotten in the world is that when suicide is such a touchy topic that we feel like there's a way to prevent it. And when people kill themselves, we always have like, you know, there's Twitter and all this. Oh, if you just talk to somebody and if you just tell them this and just let them know that they're loved. And I, I mean, I do want to do that. But even with all that, you can't always make somebody do what you want to do. They don't right want to be there. What do you do about that? That's right. You know, I I don't know. You know, it just, you know, I feel like you're, you're kind of damning two kids because cause one is already gone now. And it's like, well, someone needs to pay. And I don't feel like, she needs to pay necessarily i feel like she probably cared about this dude and she lost him too trying to you know using her a, the wrong method or or the you know not knowing what to do the right thing that,
0: that's true okay quote unquote from, from from that perspective that's more uh understanding um it it sounds like this is something that they've been going back and forth with for a while that she figured out that you know he's gonna text me tomorrow we're gonna go through this process over and over and over again or maybe it's just something he'll quote unquote get over and that's the mistake that people make about um these situations is that this issue is actually bigger than her the issue is like it's a lot of people that knew this that came in contact with him so collectively nobody recognized that there needed to be some professional help or assistance
1: maybe they had gotten it maybe they hadn't maybe you know maybe he wouldn't go i don't know I don't know. That's true too. There there must be more to the story if this Gotta is. A, be. If he had tried this several times,
2: mm-hmm.
1: parents like there must be other people involved that know something. Correct. <clears throat> Doesn't sound like it was this huge secret. No. Um, just sounds like he was determined to do it at some point. But anyway, sorry. I'm messing up Capadonna's point. Um but like I said, you see the first two comments, she's evil. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, Wow, that's already kinda jumping right into the Black or white, you know, like, she she need to go to jail, too, type. And I'm like, I don't know that she's evil. She fucked up. She's a teenager. She, You know, she might have fucked up, but yeah, I don't she know did. that she's evil. You know what I mean? She probably doesn't want this dude dead any more than he wanted to be dead, but she also don't want him feeling like he got to suffer. And for some people, life feels like suffering all the time. Correct. And now. for a lot of us, we can't relate to it. We don't have those chemical imbalances. We don't have that depression. We don't have that fight that struggle that other people have so it's easy for us i feel like it's almost us coming from a place of privilege on some like just tell that nigga to keep living he'll be all right
0: i don't know and sometimes it ain't that simple because i've been deeply depressed before and it's not that simple uh to tell somebody to just get over it you know right um so it's not that cut and dry and i do understand what you know what what you're saying from that perspective and it's one of those things where once your mind gets to the point where you're in that particular space and area for some people they never come out of it. and for some people it's very hard to get them out of it.
1: yeah i would like to think that we will all be our best selves and be a great support system and safety net for that shit
0: but, everybody's but not. i
1: can see people fucking up man um anyway uh that little kid is pure evil tormenting another kid to the point of suicide for entertainment see what i'm saying that wasn't in the article at all that kind of evil can only be from uh-huh In my papa woo verse this voice the spawner yakub carrier of 99 diseases corruptions and infidelities <laughs> but as but as eugenics elites and brainwashed sodomites why would you care what this blue-eyed devil did to corrupt the minds of a child Think my brother. Now my brother, I'm off to sell these bean pies and incest on the quarter and master my one twenty lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you pass the class. Sugar babe says, I believe in the right to go out on your own terms if that's what you want to do. I can't imagine being forced to live with a degenerative disease that robs you of your mental faculties or to watch your body wither away and be in constant pain and that's not living. That said, Rod, you're right. That young girl is evil personified. <laughs> Not everyone who considers suicide wants to die right there. Some do, but it's often a cry for help. She should have at least let her parents know. They didn't have a suicide pact. She, he shared a painful yearning with her, and she just egged him on versus saying, let's see if he, you can get some help. This bitch then went ahead and built a public shrine on social media for this dude. Her heart is made of fucking stone. Yeah, I like I said, uh, I don't know that I think she's evil, man. Like, I think teenagers at that age that's the worst age to probably ask somebody,
0: should I kill myself? Right, because they're so self and wrapped in their own world, like all of us was,
1: that you you don't care yeah. about other people in their life. But I don't want to rope her into saying, well, that means she didn't care and that she was evil. I think she did care about this dude. I,
0: nah, I, do, I do believe that. Part. I really do
1: think she cared. I just don't think she knew how to help him. And then mm-hmm. she said what she thought was the best help, which was go ahead and end it. Which, you know, we which as adults I don't think any of us would have said. Right. But I don't know. So yeah, it should be criminal act as much as you telling someone to go kill someone else. Uh I lived with a roommate once who told me she had taken pills because she was tired of living. I was twenty one. I got up, called a cab to take her to the hospital and promptly gave her, called her strange parents. She was living and never spoke to me again for calling her parents. I was unmoved. It could be viewed as selfish move on my part because in no way am I letting you die in my presence. Go die somewhere else if that's what you really want to do. And if I could do it over again, I would do the same thing. There are secrets and there are secrets. That's not a secret. That's a burden. I'm not here to discourage people who want to exercise the right to die, but I'd feel pretty awful for the rest of my life if I willfully encourage your ass to die and not notify your peeps. I agree. And I think she's going to feel bad, honestly. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe in hell, but I hope she gets the yeast infections, the very itchy kind, every day for the rest of her life. Jesus. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like, here's the thing I will say, though. Uh, Reaching out to somebody is definitely a sign that you don't, that you might not want to do it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she didn't feel like Let's continue to fight. You know, you need to continue to fight to live. That does say something about everything, but that could just be because they had so many conversations and mm-hmm. she was worn down, and she's not mentally she, ready to handle right. that kind and of. And she's
0: a child. I won't say a child, but a young adult. 18, no, herself. no,
1: eighteen is a child because we say that shit when we talk about kids going to college for the NCAA. We say that shit about kids when they fuck up. We say that shit about Mike Brown. We say that like. 18 is a kid just because you're it just because you're a white girl doesn't make you not a kid correct it's not a good age i don't think it's a good age to judge the decision she made that night as the be-all end-all to her like correct um i really just think she fucked up man she maybe did. she didn't think he would do it she could have also been trying that tough love shit with like well just do it then because you think they're not gonna do it right to because and then you think that'll shake them out of it like oh i can't do it i do want to live and maybe that motherfucker was like i don't want to live Jim says, I voted yes in the poll because I consider encouraging someone to commit suicide and assisted suicide for those terminally ill. as two different things. It can be a very fine, hard-to-define line, but I think there is one. I think there is one. Even professionals who assist terminally ill people should not be encouraging them to die. They should be providing safe assistance and peacing out for folks who have made the decision on their own and not saying, oh, yeah, you should definitely kill yourself. It will only get worse. Here, let me help you. The terminally ill people seem like an especially vulnerable population, so, yeah. Anyone who encourages or coerces someone to take their life should definitely have to face law, face the law. Prince LeBron says, I got to say yes, because I believe that she was coercing him to commit suicide, not encouraging him. It would be different. He, if he was staunch on killing himself, but he wasn't all of his last messages were about him not wanting to do it. I would not be surprised. The original idea of suicide was planted by her. I read a few articles about the girl and she is a complete sociopath. What? She has several anti-suicide support groups and started charity after she coerced him to kill himself. Um, I don't know. I'm, I feel like we might be, I don't know. We might be reading this wrong. Uh, I mean, differently. I don't think that I think we got to go further to, to prove coer- coercion. I think coercion is more like, I don't want to kill myself. Kill yourself.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that was do cool. it. Yes.
1: You need to be. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I don't know. And maybe if they didn't care about each other, because it's like her ex boyfriend and shit. I don't know. I don't. I just don't feel that strong on it. Teresa says, in this case, she wasn't supporting his choice. She coerced him. uh Then she played sad to get sympathy for losing her ex boyfriend slash friend. I believe that if people who are terminally ill should have the option to end them, their lives on their own terms. With people with severe with people with severe mental illness, it's a huge gray area. Mental anguish can be just as debilitating as physical pain, except the alleviation of the pain is uncertain. So, would y'all consider his depression? Because I just read that article that said he was depressed and had tried to kill himself before. I mean, I feel like it's a leap to say she imp- she implanted that idea. That's a leap to say she encouraged it. It is a leap. If he had done these things before without her being involved, why I say she was the, the, the person who made him do it, you know? Um Especially that also takes away the, the idea of depression being a serious thing that people have to deal with. It is um, real. If he's been dealing with depression before her and after her and during dealing with her and shit, it could just be, that he has this fight that he's going to have to fight no matter what, no matter who's involved in his life. Um. So uh, mental anguish can be just, uh, asking someone to carry on through that could be considered cruel, but I stopped short of saying it should be in the same lane as terminally ill. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the distinction is. Like, Um, I don't feel like it's my place to tell somebody. Yeah, no, you can kill yourself. Kyle says, i read a few blog posts. I can only, t- like, I, I can only tell you that you mean a lot to me and I don't want to see that happen. Correct. And maybe that's me being selfish, putting my needs above yours. I can only tell you, I don't want you to not be here. Right. That's how I feel. That's the only way. That's the only way I can express it. But if we're being truthful, that's me being selfish. True. Cause that's not even about you anymore. That's about me wanting you to be here from my experience as well and, and believing that that will uh somehow um make your experience in life better too.
0: That's true, and also it's coming from a place of hey, I know that there are other people out there that need and support and depend on you and love you outside of just me.
1: Yeah, and I've never had suicidal level depression. So I'm also speaking from a place of privilege when I say like, no, 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 it's gonna just stick around, it'll get better i don't know i'm only just hoping
0: yeah and and i just don't
1: want you to go because i feel like that's giving up a hundred percent of a chance for anything positive to happen and i'm hoping that positive things can happen
0: yeah yeah, that's true and i and i guess from from just from my perspective from being in like a deep dark hole in periods of my life and just mentally battling things that it is um hard to come out of those places and you know, for for some people, they do need encouragement, and those people there that say, "Hey, you know, you're not alone. I'm here for you," and things like that. They help pull them out of that. Uh, but for some people,
1: they don't want to come out. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, you might have to get medic medicine. You might have to talk to right. therapists It's a lot. You know, it can be work. A, a whole lot of work. You know, so uh, I like I said, I I know how I feel about it, and I know how I feel about people killing themselves and I don't want them to do it. But I also know that I'm not, the I don't get to say yay or nay. Like it doesn't really matter what I think at the end of the day is what they want to do. Um, Kyle says, I read a few blog posts from people who have tried to commit suicide, and a lot of them say that they're glad they failed and regretted trying to kill themselves. So to me, it sounds like the young man was having second thoughts until he was convinced to go back in the car by the girl. Now, I may be biased because a lot of people who try to commit suicide have an undetected mental, mental illness, and as somebody who has a close family member with a mental illness, I believe they should put her ass under the prison. That or have Beyonce send the beehive to her Instagram.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. That that pole got pretty serious. And they and will
0: they'll sting it to death. But uh before we move on uh past uh the big chop, it's it's been an uh, interesting week because this week is my like first full week uh back at work uh since I got my hair cut and it's 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 been fun and I know we were joking about it when we went to go see a lady play basketball today, but for uh a lot of people either they was like, oh I like your hair either they just act like nothing happened, other other people were coming to the room and say something and then they felt like a relief so i don't know if they thought i was gonna be like get mad or get nasty or or anything like that who
1: who who thought
0: this no i said some of my coworkers. All right at work like i would be come in and you know a lot of people say oh it's pretty how some people they just wouldn't say anything like they would just act like nothing happened and then somebody else would come in the room and say something and then they would feel relieved like okay we can talk about your hair <laughs> you know and then we moved on, so it's it's been a fun ride, I got so many compliments, and things like that, and and I, I've said it before, but I want to say this again, I thank everybody, it meant a lot to me to see all the photos of people's kids, and photos of the family, and husbands, and wives, and, and all the pictures, they really, really meant a lot, it was, it's very encouraging, I feel so, so loved, and just so welcomed, <coughs> like, I can't explain it. It's, it's, it's just a happy place to be right now. And
1: just a love and support for my husband means the world to me. Uh, episode 899, Krispy Kreme Club. Can Rod and Karen discuss Karen's co-workers' reactions to her
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um Jim says, it's never not funny to me to hear Rod type out his comment on Ball Alert. I cackle that. How does it feel? Well played, sir. <clears throat> Capadonna says, oh, guess the race. The section was filled with Oh, the guest the race section was filled with classic ratchet. But let's focus on the three stories about school and college. Alright? Hmm. Number one, all of the Negroes who guessed white on that ass whooping guest the race story need to revoke their black car. Beating your kid and sending them to school with an offensive and misspelled sign on her, that just screams galaxy. that just screams galaxy grasshoppers. Oh. Two and the, that special needs principal man, listen, that evil mayonnaise love of torturing those kids is beyond disturbing. <laughs> the reason she only got suspension and canned immediately is the double edged sword of tenure. Uh, Oh yeah. She didn't get, she didn't get fired. She got, yeah, just suspension. The same functions that protect teachers from being immediately fired for teaching your kid evolution or comparative religion is the same protection that allows his, this spawn of Yakub abuse uh, to abuse the vulnerable children. And she was the worst. She was like a villain in a bag in a movie
0: right. where they
1: record, you know, all bad movies had that part where I, I hate this shit, but they, they always like have a mo- microphone and they broadcast the bad guys confession, like live and shit. And then everybody realized they're a bad person. It was like, all of you are fools. I was behind everything. I killed your mom. I raped the dogs. I was the one who burned all the children. Like,
0: oh, is this
2: in the common
1: Right. And it's like, <laughs> well, guess what? You just told everybody that you're the bad guy, Martin Luther King. You just got served. This is the end of Selma. Like. <laughs> and they always, they, always had to, they always had to do that shit, and 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 it felt like that because she was just like, "You're all stupid retard[s]. Come up to the front and say you're retarded, you retarded tards." And like, this is happening, Frankie, like like in, in, in real life. What an idiot. Now, that woman should. They're not going to go cut. She should be charged with, with assisting suicide. Okay? <laughs> yes, yes. Even, even if none of the kids kill, kill themselves. No, you need to be charged anyway. The Christian College firing the dude for exposing the bigot Dean. Again, like I said, I'm not surprised. And if that groupie tale about old girl getting it in with D'Angelo back in the, the heyday of voodoo, um, that slice of devil's pie must have been worthy since she left girlfriend wet with the since the clinton oh since it left girlfriend wet since the clinton administration right he he got that old chicken grease because she got one more again she writing about an encounter from my freshman year in college she definitely got a jones in her bones now back to that black (laughs) messiah before a brother clocks out will in toronto says love my fucking ass out karen killing me uh with the weed segment. Y'all might gotta add weed as a seasoning on the future Look, like a good podcast.
2: <laughs> no, no.
1: <clears throat> Sugar Bay says, I don't care what y'all say. I ain't mad at old girl for trying to get with D'Angelo under other circumstances. I'd be trying to get with the black messiah. Back then, I would have gladly gotten high off of his love. Fans herself. <laughs> AJ the engineer says over the past few weeks y'all have been skipping over fucking with black people because the stories covered did have us fucked with. I was actually beginning to miss the segment until today. I still enjoyed the theme song, but that was about it. We've been getting fucked too much. We've been getting too <laughs> fucked with it. Karen, Rod, I had to rewind the radio host about three different times to really hear what she had to say. Maybe I'm one of the dumb clucks she was talking about, but, but hold up. This lady is a Tea Party member. This is the same Tea Party that says, don't tread on me and give me back my rights, but didn't have anything to say on the, on many of the events that happened between black folks and the police in 2014. You know where people actually had their constitutional rights taken away? This is the same Tea Party that elects terrible politicians based upon their level of hatred of Congress, right? The same Tea Party that wants guns for everybody but is okay with police gunning down young black kids holding toy pistols and BB guns. Once a person says Tea Party, I find it hard to listen to anything that comes out of their mouth. That group is walking and talking contradiction. Fuck that bitch, her shitty radio show, and the sponsors who support it. I'll leave on a compliment and say that, of course, I love the show, but i also very, very happy how the show gets better and better day after day and week after week. I will gladly be renewing my premium membership this year. Peace, y'all. Thank you, sweetie. Thanks, AJ. That woman was a piece of shit, though. Oh, she was the worst. Anzi Davis says, Rod, what kind of poll is this? The poll, who do I believe between Monique and Lee Daniels? Why didn't you have an answer of who cares? Well, I tried to leave you niggas some leeway, and y'all always fuck it up. So I decided <laughs> to keep, I almost put that on there, and I decided nope. Because one, y'all lying. If you don't care, don't vote in the poll. That would be the other option. I just think it's a publicity stunt for her new independent movie. Carrying on with you. I will be cre- celebrating KK Day, KKK Day at Krispy Kreme.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually, we actually went to Krispy Kreme
1: that night. Mm-hmm so the poll was who do you believe Monique or Lee Daniels Uh, the results 54% believe Lee Daniels 46 Monique man that was close real close Hakeem Lyon writes in she do it all night (laughs) she going hard right (laughs) she love the spotlight she make that thing go drip Drip, drop drip drip, drippity drop drip drop I do my thing
0: like drip,
1: drop, drip, drippity, drop, drip, drop. Hey, funny how time flies. Anyway, Prince Laurent says this becoming one of the, the situations where it might not matter who is right because it's so messy. I tend to side with Monique because Lee Daniels is not making any sense. Even if Daniels is telling the truth, it is still fucked up. He is not really denying anything that Monique is saying. She didn't play the game correctly, and she is getting punished. Oh, and I went back and listened to her acceptance speech. She just mad. He just mad because she didn't mention him. I also want to spe- speculate that Lee Daniels may have been one of the people Monique was talking about Cuban being her NAACP of Image Award. Yes, mm-hmm. he did. I can see it, man, especially after he said that shit about getting called a sellout. Uh, I have been so intrigued by this story because, yeah, by the way, that's another reason I didn't make who cares. If you don't care, don't vote in the poll. But, nigga, y'all care. Even that person that just said they didn't care. You left a comment because you do care. It's okay to care, y'all. It's okay. It doesn't mean you care as much as, like, who wins the next election. You just care a little bit. All right? I care. I care about Kim K and Kanye and Amber Rose and fucking Chris Brown and a bunch of shit. I care about all this shit, guys. I care. It's not yeah, a lot. Yeah, him and cat in the box. Yeah, all of them. I care, love them all. I yeah. care about them all. It, it, like it's not. It's not. It's not the end of the world to care. I'm not gonna miss a meal. Mm-mm. Not gonna not go to work. But I care. All right. I care a little bit. And I care about this shit a little bit. Um. So he goes on to say they got famous doing. Oh wait. I noticed that a lot of black actors in Hollywood didn't get that start by acting. Oh, okay. Oh, hold on. I have been so intrigued by the story because it has made me think so much about black actresses and actors in Hollywood. I noticed that a lot of black actors in Hollywood didn't get their start by acting. They got famous doing something else and springboarded into acting. Monique, Eddie Murphy, Will Smith, Jamie Foxx, Kevin Hart are just a few. Um, yeah, common. Mm-hmm. I understand why Kevin and Monique feel like they don't need to go to bend over backwards for these movie studies. They were at the top of their profession before they started landing roles. Uh, even when you are constant uh, professionals like Denzel or everyone that worked on Selma, Hollywood will find a way to shit on you. They did their best to acknowledge Selma and all. I mean, not to not acknowledge Selma at all. And Sony wants to stop promoting Denzel movies. I can't imagine how tough it is to be a young, as- aspiring black actor or actress.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of them do plays and just and just stay out there in, in that genre. Mm. And don't even, I mean, because it's still acting but they don't go to like big movies because there's a lot of people that do perform in plays that will actually be great in acting, but a lot of times because that place is is small circuits and that has a lot to do with why people underestimated the amount of money with uh, Tyler Perry because that play crowd, people ignored it. Why your mama sugar daddy part three? People go, well, what the fuck is this? But it makes money and those people were road asses out to the movie theaters. And honestly,
1: man, I just, I support, I support uh Monique's point of view in this just cause I love how pro black she is. Me too. You shouldn't have to be ashamed of liking black stuff, man. It's mm-hmm. not it's not like you saying I don't like white people. I don't like white stuff. It's okay to be positive about your own self identification and, and and be proud of it's okay to be proud to get an image award. It's okay to be more proud to get an image award than an Oscar. It's your fucking decision you know what i mean it's your mind if that's the thing that you're like look i'm glad i was recognized by my peers and by people uh, uh you know who um the movie was designed to, to 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 like cater to i understand you know i don't think there's anything negative about that you know Mm-mm, there's nothing wrong with being proud of a
0: bet awards and aacp awards yeah there's nothing wrong with 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 that uh if you choose to because it's just one of those things where you know because in our world in our society white is the default, so you know what we're expected to when people ask us about let's say what kid rock about a sweet home Alabama most people know what the fuck that is even if they don't like the shit you know you you're not asked to explain or you're not you know questioned or challenged on why do you even fuck with it but when it comes to our stuff you know we, we we're shamed for loving stuff that's actually catered towards us like there's a problem with that
1: right uh episode 900 mothers at work um we got comments aj the engineer says congrats on 900 y'all can't wait for the thousandth show thank you thank you prince LaRon says straight up fuck that woman that mistreated working moms and is now trying to be friends because she has a child those who lack empathy are the worst people in the world and i will never side with them it reminds me of the politicians that become in favor of LGBT rights only after one of their kids comes out. They are mm-hmm. being self-serving, but we are supporting them and giving them credit for evolving. Fuck that. This does not make up for her purposely putting working moms through hell because she didn't want to be bothered. I hope she is successful with her new business, which helps working moms, but she will forever be a dirtbag bitch in my book. Jesus. I know. Well, damn. I tell them how you really feel, Prince Ryan. Uh, I will say, yeah, I I do think it's fucked up that people require that. But I realize that that's a human thing. A lot of people don't have empathy until they can kind of see what's going on.
0: Right. Because it's not required of them.
1: Yeah. Cappadonna says, congrats on the 900 show, guys. But I'm not surprised that the female CEO couldn't give a damn about her fellow women in technology until she had a Bambino of her own. Hell, the CEO of Yahoo really said fuck them bitches when she outright bad remote working across the company while providing no daycare for her employees. Wow. In Silicon Valley, this is almost unheard of for a company the size of Yahoo. In 2015, even my rink tech firm lets people work remotely. Nobody put the help desk and receptionist, nobody but the help desk and receptionist goes to the home office unless clients are showing up. Marissa Mayer reason her reasoning. To summarize, since she could afford a stay-at-home nanny and Yahoo build her an office, uh, wait, build her an own in-office daycare for her kids, why can't these hoes pay a babysitter and get their ass to work by seven for those project meetings? Wow. Then again, that woman fired a senior VP over the phone. So, no, I'm not surprised because we're bred in a society, particularly in business, to have patriarchal almost Randian, the writer not the dude in the Senate who uh, ordered his equally nutty father. Uh, worldview where a women are either brood mares or sexless robots, and b making money comes before your family and your life again, caring wisdom through country twain. Note I know TBGW, I know the TBGWT fan base and the host are smart enough to differentiate between Anne Rand, the writer, and Rand Paul, the nutty band troop libertarian from Kentucky. I mean, bad to pay libertarian. I said band troop. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded about right too yeah the nutty bad bad to pay libertarian from kentucky those uh though honestly not much of a difference since rand paul and his dad quote that woman like their 10 year olds at a sunday school easter pageant did you guys read how ron paul said that the only reason why the the uh cbc um the black caucus uh, votes against military spending is because they want welfare checks one hundred percent fucking with black people. Not that I need to say anything, but stay woke. Uh, nah, don't really, didn't really see that. I mean, I've written Ryan Paul off as a racist a long time ago, uh, so to me, it's not surprising.
0: Yeah, as much as they try to act like everything is all good, yeah, some of the policies, and procedures could give a fuck about black people.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, not is it Rand Paul Ron Paul either way one
0: of them one of them actually, niggas yeah
1: Ron, Ron Paul had them racist ass papers with his name on it that people were like he just didn't know like get the fuck mm-hmm. out of my face um uh, and then you know his son um you know at least he spoke out on, on Ferguson but I don't trust him uh-uh. I don't trust him no. I, don't, I don't trust him no do you think superhead misses sucking famous dicks yes she was clearly was fiending no she's just liberated she uh She had given a, uh, went on Instagram talking about, uh, how as a grown woman, she likes to suck dick and nobody can stop her and all this shit, but she is married. So she's supposed to be, uh, on a one dick limit according to, um, according to her husband. And I was like, you know, to me, she sounds like an addict. Like she just misses some, some good famous dick sucking. I'm not saying she's a bad person for that, but nope. I don't think she really was trying to speak about women's liberation. I think she was saying that I'm trying to suck some dicks and, uh, it's been a while and I miss it. So yes, she clearly was fiending or no, she's just liberated. No, she's just liberated 23%, which means 78, 77% of you guys said, Hey, she is fiending to suck some famous dick. Mm-hmm. Only one comment. Cause y'all were scared. Prince Laurent says, without a doubt, she misses sucking famous dicks. But more importantly, she misses those famous buttholes. Now she only has one butthole to thrash, and that is not enough. I completely understand why her husband doesn't get don't give, have any complaints. She sucks the soul out that nigga any time he gets upset, and he forgets what day it is. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> also, I need her to stop trying to put herself under the sexual freedom umbrella. She is trying to revise the history of why people have a negative image of her it wasn't really the sex. It was more about how messy she was about putting people's names in these streets. Right. That's that. That's that, uh revisionist history. Where it's like, uh, I stood up for a woman's right to suck any dick that she wants. And you guys are trying to say the patriarchy is coming down on me. I'm a martyr here. You're like, wait a minute. Didn't you suck all these people's dicks and then write a book about it and fucking, ruin their marriages and put their business on the street? Now, I'm not saying those people were good people, but I'm definitely saying it doesn't make you a hero either. It's okay for people to be like, I don't know, Superhead, you seem kind of messy. Or she was taking pictures of niggas sleeping on her couches and shit and posting on social media. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying she's a bad person necessarily, but she ain't the hero of the story either. It's not like she's a martyr for you know women's liberation either. Um, and I'm sure she still does catch it from fucking assholes online that are about, you know, putting women in their place that are sexually free and all this shit. I, I mean, obviously that's gotta be a huge part of her, the backlash to her, Of course. but a lot of the backlash is on some like self-inflicted. Come on. Why are you putting your business out here like this? Uh, why are you putting these other people's business out here like this? Um, Na- episode 901 sweet ass biscuits where we have fonte of the foreign exchange and justin
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: on to review walking dead and then we talked about a bunch of other stuff aj the engineer says great recap y'all it was cool hearing fonte's opinion on the episode but i did keep singing all you niggas should swim as he talked <laughs> <coughs> i had a couple of questions regarding carl's emo girlfriend is his girlfriend it's kind of soon for that do you think that the girl inside that house that Carl saw was a first, oh, that that was the girl inside the house that Carl saw as they first entered the gates of Alexandria? I to
0: think about that because she disappeared quickly.
1: I think that girl has a route she takes to get to and from Alexandria. Do y'all think she's just a teenager doing some random wandering because she's not used to her new surroundings? Or does she have some kind of dark plan? One, I think that was her. Two, I think she has a dark plan. The fact that comics said we'll fight got me thinking again about Noah's town and where those terrible people might be lurking. Now that the group is further north, do you think we'll see more types of weather? Um, Mm. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know enough about the weather in that, that the Virginia to know much difference. Like, I don't know. Maybe we see snow possibility. I don't know. We had much snow in Georgia. No, nah, you don't. As I'm writing this feedback, I see Rod is live tweeting Empire, bruh Rod, come on, man. How good was Andre this episode? Oh, he was so good. <laughs> oh, nigga, that you so good. Oh, you are so good. Eight to ten, eight to ten, eight to ten. Every day, Andre gonna take care of it Andre, Andre gonna take care of it. I'm just gonna be okay. I just tell him about the Lamborghini. I'll I give it away. I'll just give it to the country. We gonna fix. I can fix this. Oh, he was so good, man. <sighs> that, that dude, mm, give him the Emmy now. <laughs> give it, give it. <laughs> Taraji P. E. Kenson finally got, she finally got somebody on there to, to, to bounce off of. They need to have a scene, because I, I call the crazy personality 3000. So they need to have a scene where 3000 and Cookie in the same room, Oh, that'll be so good, man. And, like, why did he go manic so fast? I mean, he, it's like he threw his medicine out that morning, and that nigga was crazy by noon. Like, huh? is yeah. that how fast it works? I thought that Apparently shit builds so. up. He, he must have missed several doses. My understanding was it builds up a tolerance like uh, you have, like, a couple of days before it wears off. This nigga went batshit by noon. It was like he missed one pill. And showed up to work and was like, oh, 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 oh the shit. <laughs> oh. He was the best. He was, oh. Uh, I was worried as hell when that elevator stopped with all of them on still on the inside. Me too. Uh, there was so many da- bars dropped this episode. Nigga, when he suplexed the basketball rack. Bro. Oh my, this nigga body slammed the basketball rack. Oh, when the security laid him out, he laid on the table like Jesus. He put both his arms up there. I was like, okay, okay, baby, okay. Oh, this is, I love Andre now. I was worried as hell when that elevator stopped without him inside. There's so many bars dropped this episode. I might have to watch it again. Peace, y'all. Have a good weekend. Yep. You too, sweetie. Oh, uh, Karen's missing out. Justin's fucking up. I <sighs> know. I know. Everybody man. needs to be on this shit. I. I can't stress it enough.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna get i am I'm gonna get caught up so we can do the book club with uh with uh Nick Jew and uh Linda Brothers so we can so for those of you that have not uh read the second book book club, you have months now, but apparently but you're gonna have a little bit longer and then we'll be reviewing that.
1: Eight episodes in and it's got ratings records, it's risen every week. Right. It's almost it's almost just as high as The Walking Dead. This is crazy. I love it. Andre going gonna to fix this. Andre going to make it okay. I bought a Lamborghini. <laughs> he said that shit. Uh, he tried to slide that shit in. I bought a Lamborghini. Uh, anyway, Will in Toronto said, another dope review. Man, I was laughing my ass off when Carol walked out of that door looking like Martha Stewart. Angela, and Angela Lansbury mashed up. She's selling that image hard to these Alexandria folks she's playing him like a fiddle can't wait till glenn get a layer get a get the lay them paws on that punk ass dude one episode in and i already can't stand his ass yeah aiden or whatever his name is um, oh yeah mm-hmm,
0: you, know, uh-huh. was trying to tell you
1: if glenn don't fuck him up you know who can fuck him up daryl yeah daryl didn't want to fuck around either yeah uh chris from hawaii says really good episode the walking dead recap was funny while still hitting all the important parts of the show Fonte as before was a great guest, and it was cool that Justin don't know how to act around company and was his usual ratchet self. True, all oh, that is true. And uh, the poll was: Is Ben Carson a serious presidential candidate? Yes or no? Ninety-one percent of the audience says no. Four percent, a nine percent of y'all actually thinks he is. Here's some commentary. Cavadano says, let's keep it a hundred. Ben Carson is the long jockey of the mouth of the GOP. He's an embarrassment to our community. We how can a black man of his education and background possibly believe half the stupid crap that he says he's a homophobe, a pariah among minorities and completely clueless about economics, foreign policy, and just everything a president needs to understand to lead this nation. And well, he's black. And despite saying fuckery is several times smarter than anyone else in the GLP. So no, he's not going to become a major player in the primaries, Mm -hmm. but he will be making that book deal by the end of the year, talking about all that he learned running for president, which will be little more than crappy right wing talking points from 1986. But hey, he learned something. He's the go-to pull-up-your-pants Negro since Bill Cosby couldn't seem to keep his pants out in the front drugged, uh, uh, keep his pants on in front of drugged women since 1963. This is too long, but I really can't stand these handkerchief heads, buck-dancing, Toms, the Coons, con- come buck-dancing, good God, Toms the conservative kingmakers march out every year. They keep presenting these clowns as Bizarro Obama. The problem is that most of these guys are one way or another complete train wrecks. Herman Cain had the not-so-secret side piece and was an admitted coward. Alan West was a complete loon and possible rapist. Michael Steele was just too nice and sensible that the Republicans chased him out of GLP and on the MSNBC. The only Republican black guy who could pull in person of color votes is possibly Colin Powell, the only member of the Bush administration most sane people kind of sort of like. Who never run. And he pretty much abandoned the party after all their fight their fight over DOMA. Uh, yeah, well, honestly, Colin Powell said he was an independent. <laughs> like, he was, was like, hey, I work for them niggas, but that ain't, them ain't my niggas. Ben Carson, or as I, as I call him, Dr. Judas is a clown, a sideshow attraction, a anti-racism deflection shield for the full-bore bigotry in the Republican Party. No different than Bobby Jindo or Ted Cruz. It's sad that such an accomplished man would let these devils clown him like this and tarnish his own legacy just for a couple of coins from Rupert Murdoch. Man, Cappadonna getting more and more militant, man. He calling white people devils and... All kinds of shit lately. Is everything okay at work? <laughs> Do we need to check on you? Yeah, is, is your manager coming down on you hard or something, brother? Just calm <laughs> down a little bit. Mm, Jesus Christ, man. Stay off them corners. Man. Must have got, got written up. Prince Laron says, hell no. He is not a serious contender. Conservatives will let some, him build some fame up now, but will strike his ass down during the primaries. There is no way they are going to let a black man run for president on their ticket. It does not matter how good of a job he's doing pretending to be stupid in these interviews. <laughs> he will not pull in his, any minority votes because he has already came out too conservative on too many issues. But he will do a good job as being the newest black guy that shit on black people for a living. Yeah, I had a couple, I had my friends on the wing night list, mostly white dudes. Okay, only white dudes and Chris and me. Um, and he said, um, and one of them was like, I don't see why people wouldn't vote for Ben Carson. I said, he's a joke. And they were like, well, he's a joke. How I said, man, just look up his record on race and, 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 um, LGBT issues. And they were like, um, I mean, but he was a surgeon and I trust a neurosurgeon that could, uh, separate conjoined twins more than I trust a community organizer." And I was like, what does being a neurosurgeon have to do with being a president? Community organizers, way better fucking uh, uh, experience for being president. Right. Because you organize the communities. Yeah. So they was like, well, just show me what he said about race or whatever. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. Right. He's not even serious enough for me to go Google and argue this shit over you.
2: Mm-mm. I
1: know what he said. You can easily Google what he said. Right. Okay. I know off the top of my head, he compared Obamacare to fucking slavery and said it was the same thing get the fuck out of here vote for this nigga anyway one thing i saw last year was these young new niggas are hop, hopping in on the carson bandwagon they were citing ben carson just because he is homophobic they were pretty much saying black people are comprising their faith just compromising their face just so they could support obama but they themselves refuse to do so and ben carson is the man they support it was all good until Ferguson and the other events happened. Yep, he had several statements on Ferguson too, mm-hmm. <clears throat> basically blaming the black community for that shit. I saw them things complaining about Obama was not saying enough when Ben Carson hadn't said shit or on or or, or, or was on their ass every day every day until they admitted that I was on their ass every day until they admitted Carson what Carson was really about. Oh, he said some shit about Ferguson. Basically the black community get a shit together. It's not not to do that racist ass police force that we actually have documented evidence oh, of that racism now. Right. By the way, um <laughs> News Flash America, um that's pretty much every police department. Every single one. It's eye. not just one row police department. Every police department where you find um, uh a mostly white police force policing a community they don't live in <coughs> excuse me you going to see shit like that. That's the problem. They don't
0: live in it. So they don't, it's a separation, a disconnect between yeah. them and the community. And that's why here, uh, they got hot, but the uh, the uh, police chief here was like, hey, motherfuckers, y'all get out y'all cars and walk around these communities. Like He forced the officers to go into these communities and get to know the people. They have functions. They communicate. He was like, the problem is that it's a separation, and your job is not to just... Um, put down your fist of authority, your job is also to protect and serve the people too, which is always lost in the cause. Yep. When you go, well, you're supposed to protect and serve. Because when we're supposed to, you know, uh, disallow, yes, it, but also protect and serve the people of the community. And and that's what's very frustrating, and that's why, when people don't feel like they're protected and served, how can they take you seriously and take your organization seriously? Seriously.
1: Yeah, you represent a threat to me and my community. And you're supposed to be our people that we trust to come handle shit. You know, not to mention, I, I you know, I'm, I'll go into it further probably tomorrow when we actually go some more into this. But mm-hmm. um, I told you so. This is why people listen to this show. You know, I sat on here probably for about 30 minutes to an hour and just broke down how deep the shit gets with, criminalizing black people as a source of revenue for cities
2: right?
1: and none of this Ferguson shit has surprised me Mm -hmm. at all and shout out to Eric Holder shout out to President Obama for being the first the first people to actually make the connection and very and like put it out there in the public like you see this shit now like you can't pretend you don't see it you know, and that's what I appreciated about them. They had that,
0: studies, stats, statistics. You fuckers can't argue
1: that. Like, and if you do, you sound dumb. I, always, I say, if you follow the fucking money, you'll see that this isn't just about racism. We have monetized racism. We need it. Now, America needs racism because it's a source of income for our privatized prisons, for our over militarized police. Right. You know, for the judicial system where court costs on every ticket, where they're, write, they're writing tickets for motherfuckers walking funny. Just being and black. mostly black people getting the tickets. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, they, this is the cost of business. Your Mike Brown's life, Tamir uh, Rice's life, this is the cost of business. They are right. collateral damage. They are just what happens when you're policing a war zone, quote-unquote. You and don't own, lose a few. Yeah, and by war zone I mean the police are at war with the community in very many ways, with our civil rights, with our mm-hmm. humanity. So yeah, that's what happens. All right, um, Sugar Bay said I'd vote in a damn a dog before that, that clown. You okay with that, buddy? You am getting choked up. Hold on, I gotta play some music or something. This, this is killing mm, this me. Some
0: little hot tea or something
1: yeah can i have some more tea mm-hmm. sorry everybody I got let me play some music for y'all because i'm getting choked up here's some um uh, best of empire here um why don't you guys enjoy uh, uh i want to love you by just Got a cough drop. See if this works. Um Kyle says, "Nah, he need to get rid of that little bit of facial hair he has. Oh. That's true. He ain't smooth. And where is he? Where is his plan? Herman Cain had a plan.
0: Nine, nine, nine.
1: For I would do Ben. I would rather do Herman Cain part two than Ben Carson part one. I'll be running again. He won't do, but I'll be running again. He was adorable. Non-threatening. Because we knew that nigga wasn't going to be president. Devil. <clears throat> Plus, Ben needs to get some bass in his voice. I don't want my president to sound like The Oh. He does have that real. I'm Ben Carson, man. I just want to say that what people need to do, Obama can't enslave him, okay? Like, what is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That dude is, uh, let's see, uh, here's, let me see if I can find a clip of him talking because it's so good. Ben Carson stands by Nazi Germany slavery comparisons. This is, is, uh, it was pretty
5: stunning to me when you said this, uh, the comparison has been widely reported about the United States and Nazi Germany. I'm going to play the clip and then I want you to explain, Dr. Carson, what you meant.
2: Very much like Nazi Germany, and I know you're not supposed to say Nazi Germany, but I don't care about political correctness. You know, you had a government using its tools to intimidate the population. We now live in a society where people are afraid to say what they actually believe. And it's because of the PC police, it's because of the politicians, it's because of news. It's all of these things are combining to stifle
5: people's conversation. All right, so you've got to explain that, because when I heard the comparison of the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, the greatest country ever, to Nazi Germany, I said, what is he talking about?
2: Well see, uh, what you were were doing is allowing words to affect you more than listening to what was actually being said. And that's part of the the problem. I greatly
5: greatly admire you and what you've done over the years, but to make the comparison of the United States and Nazi Germany, that just struck uh, an awful tone.
2: Well, Nazi Germany uh, experienced something horrible. The people in Nazi Germany Largely did not believe in what Hitler was doing, but did they say anything? Of course not. They kept their mouths shut, and there are some very important lessons to be learned there. The fact that our government is is using instruments of government like the IRS uh, to, yeah,
1: but you know, go ahead. You know, why do I think he's a joke, guys? Why do, what's wrong with Rod? I'm crazy. <laughs> Uh Ratty Gatson says one thing that struck me out about Dr. Carson comments is the underlying notion that you should be able to discriminate against gays because they chose to be that way, but that you shouldn't be able to discriminate against blacks because they can't change skin color while racism and homophobia can be internalized. They are largely external phenomena. Lots of harmful stuff comes from prejudice and classification that comes from outside the person. No amount of being an acceptable black or good gay will change that. What's more, the othering of homosexuality, the notion that you can't be straight unless you are one hundred percent heterosexual, the not one drop of semen rule question mark Oh. is likely the reason why some folks must might reclassify themselves as gay after sexual experiences and trauma in prison. Yeah, well, it was definitely not because Ben Carson's so understanding. Correct. All right, let's get to the voicemails.
3: Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Jada. I just got finished into to the um, big chop and just wanted to congratulate Karen on becoming, you know, part of Team Natural. Uh, when I saw the title of the show I was like, I wonder if that has to do with natural hair but it could be you know, it could be anything. Um, but yeah, just a couple of comments. Um, actually I didn't really get as many comments, I think, because I kinda did the natural a little bit later, but My sister did it when it was still fairly new, and yeah, she felt like she got more negative comments from actually black people, you know, than white people, and
2: Mm.
3: one guy even asked her too, Karen, you know, about like, well, oh, what does your husband think about this or, you know, whatever. I can imagine your husband not happy with it, and she said something like, "Um, (laughs) yeah, he used to run his fingers through my hair, and now he packs it or whatever, so... Um, yeah, people just have a lot of just, like, off, you know, the cuff comments um, mm-hmm. about what you're doing with your own hair. Um, for me, at school, um, I'm in graduate school, and so people never, I came to graduate school and after hair, so people never knew me with, like, my perm hair, and I kind of caught people off guard when I came back from, like, the Christmas break and had my hair straightened, and, um, I mean, yeah, I liked, I like my hair straight as well, but... I really didn't know how to take the comments of some people, you know, saying like, oh, your hair is so pretty or it's so nice. Like, you know, um, you should, you know, do that more often or something. So that kind of offended me to you know, felt like, oh, you know, my curly hair not nice, you know. Right. Um, but also, too, though, I mean, I learned even when I was younger that white people, um, it's, it's, of course, it's not as much of a stigma as with our natural hair. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
3: but even white people who don't have quote-unquote curly hair, they have wavy hair. And, yes. But like I learned in Trinidad, and Camden, they'll get up and they'll, you know, they wash their hair every day and they will flat iron it every day. So mm. even like, you know, people who quote unquote have this straight hair, their hair is not straight. It's like got a little bit of wave to it. So I don't know, you know, what it is about this whole um, straight is the best because even people who you think have like straight bone hair, have a little bit of wave or possibly
5: curl to it
3: um and but yeah i can remember growing up and it was kind of ironic you know with actually growing up feeling like i wanted to have curly hair and you know and then like actually well you do have curly hair you've just been straightening it you know since you were 10 Um, but also though just to kind of wrap it up uh guys I also heard, um, I saw this article that Hampton, the, you know, HBCU, is actually for their MBA program has uh, made it um, or outlawed, I guess you could say, um, that students in this program cannot have dreads and cannot have cornrows um, mm-hmm. because I guess they feel like they're going to go into business and so they need to look, quote, unquote, corporate. I just kind of wanted to know what you guys, um, how you guys felt about it. I personally am against it. I feel like okay, you know, you can suggest it or just keep it real with people like, hey, you know, if you have to start hairstyle, unfortunately, you know, you might not be taking it seriously, but hey, it's, you know, it's still your decision to wear your hair the way you want to wear it. I just feel like once we start implementing these rules um, to conform to, you know, the white man's whatever, you know, I just feel like we just get it even more fuel to um, undermine, you know, our culture um, and just what we are as, you know, just regular people with our, you know, our hair or how we dress or our names and whatever else. Um, But, yeah, guys, love the show. And, um, Rod, could you say again on the show what your Spotify name is? I would love to uh, follow different playlists and stuff to use on the show. But, all right, guys, again, Congrats, Karen, and always a big fan.
1: All right, cool. I believe my Spotify name is Rod, space, T-B-G-W-T. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's, you know, yeah, just follow me on there. Uh, Karen, were you gonna say something? I saw you writing stuff down.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, just in general, I think sometimes because black people have always been criticized and picked upon for many, many, many years about their natural hair, people have a tendency to forget that all white people don't have straight hair. And, some of the and a lot of white people hair is coarse like ours it just it just shows differently Uh, but is just mean the curliness the tightness how how your hair just naturally curls you know just comes out of your scalp and like she say a lot of white women go through that process of flat ironing and you know doing all kinds of things anything just to get your hair out of its natural curl you know i just think for a lot of society, having curly hair is almost frowned upon. You know, like what's wrong? Why doesn't your hair grow straight? So people will spend a lot of money, a lot of time, and things like that. And the sad part about it is that, yes, black women are given a hard time, but white women are given a hard time too, if they don't fit the stereotype. Even though they're white, and even though yes, white women still have privilege, but they're also uh, criticized, and and just women period are criticized and and put down because you're not the the model you know you don't have the the blonde hair and the blue eyes you know you don't fit a certain stereotype uh but when it comes to black people we get even criticized even harder because it's like well something is wrong with you then you have to deal with the fact that you know society has always looked at black people and still do as less than and not equal to um and so to me um, I think that's just a problem with society and the way society is designed. And I'd also, I do think it's funny how, you know, a lot of people feel like when it comes to your hair, like they have, like you become property, you know, to people in general, you know, about your hair and how it looks and things like that. And it's, it's sad because, uh, uh, years ago you couldn't do the things that you could do now with hair. Now you could do so much more with, with black hair in this natural stage, when years ago you couldn't do that. And also when she was talking about in corporate America, about 10 to 15 years ago, if you walked in certain office spaces, you better not come in there with no dreadlocks, no cornrows. You may not come in there with no twists and no locks, you know, and people you will walk your ass right on that door, like nigga, you don't belong here. Um, but I think as time, you know, has changed and people have moved on, you still have some, some areas of corporate America, they still ain't trying to hit that, you know? And I think it's sad that, that they want, like, it's it's sad because it's like the, there's something wrong with the way your hair naturally grows. There's something wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with the way my hair naturally grows.
1: Yeah, one of the problems I have with HBCUs is that the culture can be too conservative for my taste. Yes. And as a person that is more forward-thinking, a little bit more challenging to the status quo, um not necessarily from the old school, not very religious. My values don't necessarily jive with that. So I don't think someone should have to cut their hair to be in your business school. Um, The same, like, I think that's already teaching a lesson that black people are inferior and need to conform. And, you know, I think that's teaching people not to be a leader. You know, um, uh, my school didn't have that requirement, Mm -mm. uh, but I I disagree with Hampton doing that. Um and I wouldn't want to go there if that was a requirement, you know. Um right. and you know, they and they're conservative about different things, you know, sex. Um, uh, they can be very conservative about that, drinking, um, stuff like that. Not that that's necessarily different from other schools. I mean, you go to many private institutions, you go to many um religious institutions, is that way, but it's not all of them but a lot of I mean, shit. Some of, them of the, the like big that. you know, BYU um you know, does that. And we consider them like a big time school. So it's not like a exclusive only to black schools, Mm -hmm. but uh, it is something that culturally I was always more progressive than the school I went to. Um, You know, that being said, it was cool to be included in a culture that was mostly my own. Mm -mm, And I could completely relate to. And there was a sense of empowerment there that I couldn't just get anywhere, but I'm not somebody that's just going to tell you, well no no no. HBCUs are perfect and and everybody else can suck a dick. Like, no, nah, they they had some flaws too and I'm sure if I would have went to another university I would have found flaws there too. It's just Correct. can you find what best fits you and if you can uh suit if you if you can deal with it.
5: Next voicemail. Hey guys, it's Howard. Uh, just wanted to say, happy nine hundred episodes. Good job, guys. Nine hundred episodes of greatness or whatever amount of shows you want to consider the good ones but I consider them all good um I just want to say I really love the show I know my feedback has been terrible for most of the time I've been on the scene and the feedback and everything but I just want to say I appreciate your show you know I'm like an evangelist about your show. I tell anyone who I can about your show and like, you know, yeah, listen to the show. It's fucking hilarious. I tell people at my job, don't worry. I'm not going to get fired over it because it's not like some corporate job where everyone's upside and will get get all offended. I was like, come on, listen to the show, the Black IHS. It's fucking hilarious. And, you know, I hope more people listen to your show and I hope more people will, you know, start buying premium and You've accomplished your goals. I mean, you've done nine nine hundred shows, so keep it up. Later. Boom! Thanks,
1: Peace. Howard. We appreciate it, man. We do. Uh, definitely a milestone, and uh, you know, glad we were able to get here so far. Hmm. hey
5: what's up, Rod and Karen? This is Artie. I'm calling to say I love you guys. I'm new to your podcast, but I think it's really funny. I've right been following you since the uh, Morning Jones. I ca- I heard about you then, listening to the B- Omani show, the Morning Jones, and I started following you on Twitter. And uh, I just want to say that I love the show. And uh, that's pretty much all I got, kind of nervous. I didn't really know what I wanted to say on this, but, yeah, I love the show, man. Keep it up.
1: Oh, man, thank you. Thank you, you, Artie.
0: Thank you very
1: much. Yeah, and I know our show is kind of different than Morning Jones. You know, it's not about sports and stuff. Um, You know, it's about a bunch of stuff. So um, make sure that you uh, do that, you know what I mean? So we appreciate everybody that does that. Um, Follow us and listen to us and whatnot. Got to read these emails. Phone lines are open 704-557-0186. 704-557-0186 uh kimani writes on my own big chop in the future Ola, rodimus and karen episode 898 was ironic to me because i'm thinking of my own big chop i've come to a realization that i'm going to have to shave my head pretty soon because i'm thinning at the top oh hold on got a phone call hey you're on with the blackout tips hey ryan hey karen it's
4: leslie mack how are you guys what's going
1: on leslie how you you doing
4: I'm doing good. First, I wanted to congratulate you, like everyone else, has on your 900th episode. It's you know, awesome milestone and just a testament to the amazing work that you guys do. And I know um, how much work and time you guys put into it. And just you know, we all really appreciate it. Um, and I'm just in awe. So that's that's just awesome. And congratulations. Um, But secondarily, I wanted to just chat with Miss Karen, uh, Queen Karen, as I like to refer to her real quick, um, (laughs) about her her big chop and um, just let her know how appreciative I am personally about her sharing um, her decision with us and um, the things that she's gone through before and afterwards. I think a lot of times, um, while obviously it's a very personal choice, um, the stigma of making the decision sometimes um, makes us quiet about it, Correct. and it's been really great to hear you talking so openly about it. And I know you guys share so much of your life, and I just appreciate you, um, you know, sharing this part as well. It's really powerful, and um, and says a lot uh, to all of us out here uh, holding you down um, on the female end of things. And and I also. Um, would say there's a unique thing with black women and their hair and especially deciding to go natural that, you know, we're not just receiving messages from, you know, media and business and all of these other things that tell us to conform, but I have found that older generations of black women is another big pressure point for us in making this decision. You know, when I went natural, my mom said to me, well, what are you going to do with it? Mm hmm Like asked me that question, I was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to let it do whatever it wants to do. Like, right. I, I don't need to do anything. Um, but I, I do know that, you know, that generational transition from um, needing it to look done, quote unquote, or have something done to it, it's right. um, definitely a big pressure, too. So, um, and the last thing that I appreciated about your sharing your story is your acknowledgement that it's a personal decision mm-hmm. and a decision to relax your hair or to wear weaves or to go natural. It's okay. Whatever decision you make for yourself, whatever works for you. Um, and I liken that so much to this, there was a big, um, push, you know, when feminism was really taking off where people would be looking down on, um, stay at home moms, for example, like, Oh, you're not a feminist cause you stay at home. And it's like, no, this whole feminism thing was supposed to be that we have a choice to do whatever we want. And so I hope that people see the natural hair movement the same way, that it's not about you being forced to do something, but that you have the option to do whatever works for you.
1: Mm. Correct. I
0: agree. I agree too. You know. Anyway,
4: that's all I wanted to say. And just again, thanks again, Karen, for sharing your story. Um, I don't even think you realize how powerful it is and how many of us you're speaking to um, when you share all, all of your experiences. And you look fucking beautiful Thank and you. gorgeous. And That's all I have to say. So you guys have a, a wonderful Thank afternoon.
1: you, sweetie. Thanks, Leslie. All
4: right, bye. Well, bye.
1: Bye-bye, sweetie. Can you believe we were just fussing on my Facebook page a couple of weeks ago? Y'all love each other. I know. I told her. She was going to, I said, you can't get rid of me. So. No, y'all go, y'all go together. I know. I tried to tell her. Um, yeah, go
0: ahead. And, and I think, uh, for me, um, how can I say it? I think for me, the whole transition is actually easy. It might sound weird, but it's actually easier and more freeing sharing it with you guys. As weird as that may sound, because like. For me, sharing it with you guys, let me know that I wasn't alone. I never really thought I was alone, but yeah, guys, so many of my coworkers are natural, and I never knew. Like, a lot of them have been natural for years, but their hair looked like it was relaxed, like it was still straight or however else that. Like, it almost like that. Some of them like their hair almost didn't go through a transformation. Um, Because some people went through, you know, I've seen before how they had the two textured hair, and they just let their relaxed hair just grow out. Mm. Um, And so for some people, it's been a slow process. So so they never lost their length, a lot of women. They just kept good care of it and things like that. To now, they just, all their hair is all natural. And so I had a lot of my black coworkers kind of come, come up, and I almost joined the secret club. They came to my desk and was like, hey, I want you to know, I've been natural for two years. You know, you know, it was like, if I was like, you know, here's a handshake and some shea butter and some black soap, you know, thank you for joining the crew girl. You know, that's kind of how I felt. So I felt like, oh, you know, and, and it was not, they were never ashamed or anything like that, but it was just something that they did was not open about and didn't talk about. And because a lot of them didn't get the big chop, it wasn't obvious. Like when I came in, it was like, oh, okay. And it was funny though, because most black people was like, yeah, you're going natural. You know, most white people say, "Oh, I like your cut." You know, so that's kind of the difference between almost the two responses. And some of them may have known I was going natural; they just seen I got a haircut. You know, so and, and it's just funny though when you talk and communicate with people. I think that uh, because the way society shames women and people feel like they have property over you and your body and your hair on social well, media and things like that,
1: y'all should be ashamed. Now, y'all do have those big flapping vagina lips. Oh no, that's a pretty shameful thing. I mean, you can't really get <laughs> mad at
0: everybody for that, Karen. No, no, it don't. It, <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> and it scare all the men away, and they just get to running. Cause oh lord, they, 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 they over there just a flapping away, and I don't know what to do. They're making me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> all those ovaries and and and, and uteruses.
1: Out we'' there talking to each other, we don't know what to do. It's a lot of work, Karen. That's all I'm <laughs> um, so they go on to say, I've come to the realization that I'm going to have to shave my hair pretty soon because it's thinning at the top, and I'm not going to be walking around with a cul-de-sac at 25. I'm holding back on shaving it all off because a lot of women like my hair when I don't cut it down for a month and curls up anyways to the main to the more important and beautiful choppy no offense future ball bitter brother i <laughs> i went and saw your pictures and karen they are beautiful Thank like you. like layla i had a lady friend do the big chop about two years ago and i was sort of taken aback the first time i saw her because it was such a shock the more i was around her the more i came to love it and any woman that has the natty i don't know if you be up for it since you don't like messing around with your head boss lady but i think you look good with some bantu knots and when it grows out i love you guys and your black love thank you because it's one of those
0: things where i don't know because because everything is so new i don't know where i'm gonna go like if that makes sense like i I just don't know because now i'm to the point where i'm gonna let it grow and we're going to decide from there. As weird as that may sound, so everybody's going to be going through the process with me because I, I just don't know what I want to do or where I want to go, you know. Um, but one thing I can say that's beautiful about uh, black women's natural hair, it's actually very diverse. Mm-hmm. You can flat iron it. You can twist it. You can uh, do cornrows. You can uh, do dreads. You know, you could do twists. You know, you could do... S- so dreadlocks, you could do so many different things with your hair. It's just amazing what our our hair, that people have a tendency to frown upon, can do so many different things. And, and it's just one of those things where, um, if anything else, I just want uh, women out there just to just to love their hair, be it their natural hair, be it their relaxed hair, whatever wherever your hair is, love it. That's all I ask is that you love your hair. And and love you, you know. Because for me, a lot of this has. It might sound weird because we was talking to Morgan and um, Rodney today. Morgan has said she listened to the show, and the big. I think the biggest thing for me is that I've always had confidence, you guys. But honestly, doing this has. I I can't. It's almost giving me more confidence, you know. Because I get up in the morning, you know, all my hair. I put on my earrings. You know, I'm putting on lip gloss, you know, and so it's just one of these things where, and Roger know me, I barely wear any you know, lip gloss or lipstick or anything like that, but it's I, I, it's almost like I almost want to take better care of myself. I'm always taking care of myself, but better care of myself. And I think uh, it's just causing me to branch out and and just to be bold and do things that I've never done before. And I know if people go, well, it's nothing but a simple haircut. Yeah. But like you say, I got my, my ears appears and my coworker was like, Oh, your ears are pierced? Cause I never wore earrings, you know, so it's just causing me to branch out and you to try more things and to get in colors. You know, I seen all kinds of color lip gloss that I want to go buy and stuff like that. And so it's for me, it's just a a freeing experience is I'm learning how to, I, I, I love myself, but learning how to love myself even the more and learning how to say that. I know I'm flawed, but that's okay. I know I'm not perfect, but that's okay. I know, you know, my who I am might not be quote unquote the standard definition of beauty, but that's all right, you know. And just getting to the point in my life where I and I think a lot of it is that with me being older too, because I'm I'm 36, I'm almost 40 years old. Uh, for the first time in my life, I have gotten to the point where I just don't give a flat fuck anymore. Um, and that's very hard for a lot of women to get to in their lives. They always let somebody else dictate for them what they should do, what they should wear, how they should act. Like everybody has always has an input in what you do
1: in your life, but you, you know, so I think embracing more of yourself is always like a good, you know, it's a good gateway to a bunch of other stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. And like, Like you
1: just, you care about yourself and you know, you want your natural self to be your best representative so mm-hmm. it will make sense
0: yeah and and so it's it's just been a wonderful friendship and everybody was just saying that you know you look good you look beautiful you know you you're just more confident because i and i could just feel it from the inside out you know yeah. and and it's, it's just a very very freeing feeling. like a lot of my coworkers was like i bet you, you feel free i was like yeah and you know and it's, it was amazing also talking about talking about talking to me, sound
1: like slaves
0: you know what? Slave to hair. Because a lot of my coworkers want, want to get their hair cut like this. I can, you you know, have you ever been, like, free and you, you go back and you it's, it's almost like I'm out of jail and I went back and I'm going, you could be free too. All you got to do is walk out the door. Ain't nobody holding you. They go, no, nah, I want to walk out the door. But I'm glad you're free.
1: I just feel like all the other, the other women must be looking at you like... Um people looked at free slaves or something. They're talking about you free now and shit. And and for some some of
0: them, some of them, I know that this is not for them. Yeah. But for some of them, just talking to them, I can tell their attitude about hair is like mine. They just don't give a fuck Uh about it.
1: You know? Maybe they just kind of identify with the bravery of a change. I I think people like seeing change and then it reminds people how scared they are of change and how, and some people how much they want to change, you know? Correct. it's just kind of like, good for you i just think you know it's one of those like it's a big change no matter how people look at it so correct um all right let's uh get to this email i think i forgot to read this one last time robert Wright in i love your show what's up guys just wanted to drop you a line say how much i enjoy your show i tried to leave a couple five-star reviews on itunes but i was having problems i stumbled upon your podcast by mistake and it was the best accident that has ever happened to me and then i heard your hashtag day walking episode review and i was like fuck yeah it is so hard to find people who watch the walking dead especially black folks i know y'all tired of hearing about northwest but i agree with y'all people are ridiculous and your episode about jessica williams was spot on women can be the masters of their own fate but it seems society doesn't want them to be and lastly i love the fact that y'all are a black married couple doing this podcast there aren't too many images or voices of black love in the media, so I'm proud that you guys are holding it down. I know this email is late, but better late than never. Keep, Please keep doing what you're doing. Long, live long and prosper. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Thank you, man. Um, and that was before Spock died that they wrote that. Alpha Young said, Episode 900, Mom's Work. It's been a while since I got it, you guys. I'm watching the Ferguson mayor's press conference as I write this. I wish I could work a job just finding people, lawyers, to fight all these code violations. I have to agree with Karen and say that being a single dad, I could not afford daycare for my youngest child when I was working and the job I worked didn't care about letting me out in time to pick the other two kids up from school. Seeing what a lot of women are going through firsthand, it's hard to get a good job. Find a significant other. And plenty of other things when you're when you put your family first. Right. For that reason, I'm looking to start my own home-based daycare. My 13-year-old who tries to listen to you guys with me, but I don't let her. Says hi. Keep up the good work.
0: Tell <laughs> hey, your baby. I say hi too, and just tell them when she get of age, we'll still be here for. Her.
1: Yes, says Shayna. <laughs> hey, Karen and Rod, Queen Karen thanks for sharing your black girl truth episode 898 and girl you look good thank you i was also raised in the south and growing up with the exception of a few dudes with locks i didn't know anyone who had natural hair relaxes relaxes were just normalized Mm -hmm. it wasn't until i went to school at famu that i saw so many other black women with natural hair i always envied them um i am also lazy as hell Uh, I was your classic relaxer with a ponytail girl, and I envied them because their hair was so beautiful, but I was scared to disappoint my mother, and I was really sensitive, so I wasn't sure I could handle the criticism. But after college, my lazy girl took over. I realized that it made no sense for me to spend all this time and money getting my hair relaxed, only to wear it in a ponytail most of the time. I'm not attached to my hair at all, so I dig the big chop. Even still, it was the first time I did the big chop. Sorry, not dig. I did. Even still, it was my first time in my life that I could remember when I learned what my natural hair texture really was. Mm -hmm. I enjoy, I even put on, I even put on my most feminine outfit out of fear that my family would think I look boyish. Thankfully, I have learned how to have a lack of fuck since then. And in the queer, Karen was just talking about that. Right. And in the queer community, there's less uh, pressure to conform. Now I've had a Mohawk. A little afro, a big afro, and no hair, and I love it all. But Karen, as a fellow member, uh, fellow member of Lazy Girls United, yes, okay, let me give you some advice, if I may. Our natural sisters, although we love them, are very opinionated about natural hair. They will tell you all this shit you need to do, and everyone will tell you something different. But they don't know the joys of naps and extra sleep in the morning. I hope you have been enjoying this, by the way. I have. Find that one product that works for you. Yes, one. And it doesn't have to be nuts and berries and mayo and avocado either. Just find right. that one that one product so you can be about this wash and go life and get that extra sleep. And Rod, I know you don't like congratulations for not being a dick of a husband, but your words. <laughs> I like that everybody knows that at this point. Everybody's like, all right, man, I'm about to congratulate you, so keep it cool. Um well, All right uh but your words were really powerful saying i don't want to stand in your way is more than saying i love you no matter what and even though you were just a pair of hands in the shopping trip there's something to the idea of taking a journey with karen my dad did the same for my mother who went natural after 50. before i go can i say that i love those moments when karen just gets to speak freely karen you are so delightfully honest and there is something so refreshing about it most of us rarely take the opportunity to just speak our piece without thinking twice and when karen does it what comes out is so insightful. It's one of the reasons I love the show. Until next time.
2: Oh, thank
0: you. And you know what? I, I'm, I was that girl, too. Because I right to tell you, like, I get to relax. It'd be all curly and pretty. People would see it on Saturday. And by the time The Walking Dead, come on, that shit be flat. It'd be pushed back in the ponytail. Like, 'cause because I was like, I guess no fucks. I'm not going to curl it. I'm not going to put no maintenance behind it. Mm-hmm.
1: Nope. <laughs> uh i I don't think i read this one did i read uh karen queen of the podcast ad libs Mm -mm. what's going on guys another week of great material i know you guys have the audio play going with shadow dog productions but uh i'm gonna need a mashup of karen's ad libs hot the yes and oh shit bring me life but real quick gotta break out the nerd real quick i know you guys and adrian didn't know what a polar vortex was actually it's a natural occurring phenomenon that happens when a cold piece of polar low breaks away, and moves away from the low. Some scientists believe that climate change is causing this to happen. More often, As evidence of thinning ice in the North Pole. Okay, nerd moment over. Anyway, have a great weekend. Brian P., unofficial weatherman of the show. Thanks. Thank you, sweetie. All right, let's get back to this. Anthony. H says, episode 899, just wanted to say that Karen had me in tears multiple times this episode. Keep up the good work. Karen, get your burning cross donuts, LOL. (laughs) We did go get some donuts that night. Yes, we did. TBGWT is the movement. Will writes in, Sir Rod and Queen Karen. What's up, y'all? Great shows as usual. Happy to say that I finally signed up for premium and I am now delivered (laughs) from the bondage of less content. Once I found out that y'all are a low-key part of the eugenics elite, I said, shit, I definitely got to subscribe to the TBGWT doctrine. (laughs) Now that I'm premium, there's a a few suggestions I want to make for the podcast so the movement can really hit the masses. Adding a segment detailing ass-eating and $200 dates could be the haymaker and send TBGWT (laughs) into podcast orbit. LOL, I'm fucking with (laughs) y'all. Twitter does that greatly every day uh jokes aside keep doing the damn thing y'all i'ma keep supporting what y'all doing props to you caring for the new do yes honey thank you the first lady of the church should always look on point z snaps (laughs) Rob, my man props to you for how you handle them twitter trolls man the shit you and be on daily is some next level shit anyways y'all i'm out stay up peace will in toronto thanks will and Thank he was the you. dude that left a five star review on iTunes It's Canada too. Yes. Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate you, Will. And uh yeah, man, don't you know. Twitter's just Twitter, man. Um people gonna someone gonna be crazy every day. You just gotta get used to it. Every day. Big fan, Adrian writes in. Hi Rob and Karen. I have been listening to your podcast for a few months now and I wanted to finally write and tell you thank you because of your awesome podcast. I've been introduced to so many wonderful podcasts. I love your content and your point of view on your podcast. Karen, you are so awesome to me and I love your accent. Uh it makes me want to come drink sweet tea on the porch and just talk with you. Oh, we can do that with uh, lemonade. I don't care. I don't know why people would hate on your accent, but I love it. But not just your accent, but your perspective issues, uh, especially Uh, your perspective on issues, especially the ones you are passionate about. When you start to go on a rant, I just sit back with a black power fist in the air because they are (laughs) always so real. Rob, (laughs) this is the second time they call me Rob. Rob, I love your perspective as well, but what I love most is your views on women and their issues. I notice that you always let Karen finish her thought and will stop yourself from talking when you and Karen or any female guest speak at the same time. Uh, what, Um, I try to. That's part of being a good host. Um, I try to remember, not just for women, for anybody talking, really, but I try to remember, you know, as an audience member, what I would want to hear. And I don't like when I hear a lot of back and forth yelling over on top of each other. Uh, it really makes for a bad podcast. makes for a bad show. Um, typically, if we have guests that do that shit, I try to let them get their point across. If they, like, really railroad and bogart people and Whatnot? Do we just want to invite him back cuz that's just not that's not a good show, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um like I think sound quality is above all. Um yep. And then the other thing too is um you know, I I those are things I want to work on to be a better host is you know, knowing when to jump in and make a joke, to cut somebody off, uh when to let people keep going. Um and you know this show is Karen's as well and I don't want to monopolize or you know change her the topic and change her point every time she's talking or cut her off like when well, is it my turn to jump in and speak you know I listen to a lot of shows and you know like I said it's one of my big pet peeves is people that just don't let each other speak
2: you
0: know Yeah cuz I want to hear your thought process I want to hear why you did it I want to hear and my thing is I want
1: it to be a natural conversation Right, and so sometimes I just, you know, let it go all in and out, you know, because she has her own point of view, and, you know, I'm listening as well as y'all, and sometimes I, you know, even when I disagree, I need her to get the entire point out because I don't want to jump in and be like, but but, but this or whatever, you know. Um, You know, it's just a respect thing, really, and I think everybody should be, if you host a podcast, you need to be working on this shit, too. If you want to be a good host you need to be working on this. It's not just about you. It's not just about cutting people off and getting your opinion out there. It should be about everybody participating to the conversation. Correct. Um, let's see. Um, I know you aren't the only man that holds your view, but in the age of the internet fuck boy, you start to think that men like you do not exist. Right. Shit. I start to think shit. Yeah. Like I, there was a lot of shit when we did like talked about Ray Rice and it's not just the internet, but Mm-mm. just being like on the ship with just like a couple other people that was like, "Yeah, I think it's wrong to be hitting right. your woman."
0: You and Chris and Phenom and Aaron, uh, Aaron, it was, Aaron, like it, it. It was about, but I
1: did. It, it may have been ten of y'all on that boat, <laughs> right? And you just, but you just don't even realize that you're in that big of a minority until people come out the woodwork when shit hits the fan like this. And that was one of those times, but. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really think my views necessarily controversial. I just mm-hmm. apply the same logic to to most things: race, sexuality, uh, orientation, um, gender. It doesn't seem very complex because they're all kind of about. There a lot of the issues and biases and bigotry overlap. So to me, it's not very like oh, it was so deep for me to figure out that this is blah blah blah. Like no. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, uh, yeah, I know this is long, but I wanted to genuinely thank you for putting out quality product and using your platform to expose listeners to other podcasts. No problem, Adrian. And, um, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, the other thing too, um, that I would add is this is really our opinion. So it's not like we got to go back and like, Oh, I hope I get this right.
0: Right. Cause a lot, a lot of times. And that's one thing when we're talking about the, the, the Nozazi Aussie gaze. when we talk about North and shit. People was. Yeah acting like we're flip-flopping in our opinion but that's not so like we're very very consistent like this is not a fake this is not pretending we're not giving you our quote-unquote hot takes. like this is really how we feel you ask me today tomorrow next week next year most likely it's going to be the same you know people grow involved in change and i will say hey i you know my opinion on that may have changed you know by then but you know it's just one of those things where you know so many people are so fake and not real on social media and and just speaking out in general and i also think because most people follow you on twitter they follow you because of your jokes. so when you start talking about serious stuff people take that as a joke too and you're like no nah, nigga this is how i really feel
1: yeah i just i'll just say our is our 100 authentic and our own and that's one of the reasons i show i think is good one of the other reason i think i show is good is because we talk about topics that people don't necessarily want to talk about mm-hmm we talk about nuance. We stay in the gray area. Sometimes it's not always a hot take, Mm-mm. not saying that there's not things we don't feel passionately about. about and right. Shit, but a lot of times, you know, we're kind of like passionately in the middle, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, like, like, the like we talked about suicide today. Like I know a lot of people that, you know, company line on suicide is you just tell people not to do it. And I don't know that that's real or not. like, And I don't know how to feel about it. All I can do is be honest about it. I'm not going to fuss at anybody one way or the other, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, and Karen disagreed and, 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 but, but it's real. It's not like, all right, man, we had some hot radio today. So I feel, (laughs) you know, I feel like that shit all matters. And those are the things that people are responding to when they, when they say they like the show, man. Uh, But thank you all. You know, thank you for listening. The last email is from Yolanda says, dear, rev rod manning you were hilarious on twib that was a great episode signed semen devotee (laughs) (laughs) semen (laughs) yeah uh i appreciate you uh for listening man i had fun on twib uh if if, if you haven't listened yet i was on good and terrible show last week Mm -hmm. on the coast of the podcast network two parts Uh, it was a two-parter the first part if you want to hear what i think about empire you should go there uh, cause we talked about empire in detail, even though that wasn't on the docket, but <laughs> I was like, I finally got two people I could talk about it with since Justin and Karen don't watch it. And then, um, the second part was how to get away with murder finale. We recapped that. So, uh, and you know, I mean, I think everybody loved when, uh, Mel and Siege came on the show, uh, last year and we definitely got to have had mm-hmm. them back soon. I'll email them. But, uh, you know, if you want to hear me at cut a food with those ladies, man, um, Check them out because, like I said, that was some good conversation. Um, and I already posted some of the other stuff that we've done this week in the last couple of weeks. On the website, I did a new like guest appearances post. Mm-hmm. So anytime you need more Rod and Karen, maybe you're not a premium person, you just want to hear more of us on different topics. You want to hear Karen on The Walking Dead. You want to hear me talk about Scandal. Those are places you can go to hear that stuff because, you know, we don't always have and share the same interest and Talk about the same stuff, but you know that's a good place where you can get some bonus stuff, man. All right, we'll be back tomorrow.
0: Oh, let Ten- talk oh. about
1: uh, the stuff we got sent. Oh man, our girl, girl Davis, who we've been wondering like where she been. She uh sent us a whole bunch of uh cool treats in foreign language that we couldn't even read. read. Um, they she, were delicious. We had get through them all, but they good. And she gave us a a, a handwritten letter um, that basically said that. You know, she had been struggling with some bullshit at work and, like, had to leave uh, the country uh, and go back to London, which is sad because she was enjoying it so much there
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in Korea. Um, and she sent us a bunch of snacks and, like, gave us ideas of how to eat them and stuff. And we've been eating them up. And, you know, uh, you know, we definitely... Had missed her, um, but All we right. kept her company for the last two years, and she wrote us this nice handwritten letter um, that I don't know if she wanted us to read on the air or not, so I'm not going to. Right. But um, you know, man, thank you so much, girl Davis. We we love you, and we appreciate the gift, man. We we definitely we been eating up those snacks. And we're gonna try that stuff with rice that you sent us too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. ish. I don't know what time we're gonna do the show. And then I think also <laughs> tomorrow we should be on um, Insanity Check uh, for movie trailers review, reviews with Chris. Woo-hoo! So until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, babe. Mwah. <laughs>